Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready? Let's go! From the IMLD Home Studios, in its ninth season, you are listening to, in much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Your football party is live with your hosts, Jay and Dre. If you can hear this, you survived. You made it to 2022. Let's go. Let's make this as good as we can under the circumstances. That's about all you can say about that. Welcome in. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. We are here with you on a Saturday night, January the 1st, 2022, first day of the new year, and you are here with us, and we thank you for that. I'm Dre. He's Jay of the NFL. They're, they're, they're trying. They're still trying to, to hold a season with all these uh, cases coming down, uh, the, the Omicron variant, Omicron, whatever, uh, still winding its way through the league. Still a lot of question marks tomorrow, not quite as many as the last couple of weeks. Uh, but they're still going to put on a show. The show must go on, as always. Uh, Jay, your uh, your New Year's was uh, very active, and, and uh, you were telling me how you're Kind of bushed, and, and you're going to give it the old college try tonight. Yeah, this this year lining up the schedule with Christmas and, and New Year's both falling on uh, Saturdays, and, and lining up with our shows is, has been it's been it's making it fun. Uh, it, it's definitely making it interesting. Up, you know, the kids last night, the cute factors, they got their their once a year. They got to stay up till midnight last year, uh, last night. Uh, well, it was last year, last year and last night. And uh, they made it. Uh, I, I give them credit. The, I I was starting to fade at you know ten thirty, looking at the clock, like man, it's past my bedtime. But I stayed up with them. We uh, we made it all the way till midnight. I got to tell you, you know, my, I hit the bed probably about ten after twelve, and my normal rituals. I'll grab my phone and you know I'll, I'll start scanning the news or scanning YouTube or just and and I, I think I made it about two minutes before the, the phone just fell on me and I was just out. That's it. It's over. Yeah. Next thing I know, my wife's like nudging me, you know, like let tell you know telling me that I'm pretty much like sleeping and like snoring, and yeah. I'm just laying there, and I still have the noise in the headphones in my ear, <laughs> and some some video I was well, I didn't even know what the hell I was watching at that point, but yeah, up at six o'clock, worked all day. Here I am, ready to do the show. So I, I definitely can tell. I, I'm squinting at my monitor tonight a little more than usual. <laughs> well, the, the football party is is live and, and in effect, and that's right. Even though we we may be kind of swaying a little bit in our seats during our party, we're still partying. We're still holding our, our party, and we're uh, looking forward to having two hours of football chat and whatever else might come up. Uh, week sixteen. Uh, as always, with the uh, the interesting results and the uh, the results that start to shape that playoff field a little bit more, 
Um, there's a lot of messages, I think, that got sent. The Bengals obviously sent a message yeah. to the Ravens. They sure uh, did. <laughs> I believe we were on that one. Uh, I was on it a little oh. more than everyone else uh, because that was That's my right. lock. You, you so locked I, that up. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, and I kind of called how it was going to happen, too. I said Joe Burrow might have a little chip on his shoulder from uh, not making the Pro Bowl and from some of the comments that was made from the uh, Ravens coaching staff during the week. Yeah, yeah Wink Martindale, the, the D coordinator, said, well, we're not going to have to double Jamar Chase. You know, we're, we're not fitting – Joe Burrow for a green jacket yet for for a Hall of Fame jacket a, a gold jacket rather, um, and Joe Burrow said, "Okay, uh, well, I'll just go out here and go for five twenty five on your ass, and you can fit me for whatever whatever jacket you want at that point." No, it was uh, it was a great effort, and uh, you know Baltimore's defense not not holding up, not your typical typical Ravens defense that they've been playing this year, and that's yeah that I looked at that first game that they played, and I, I didn't think that was a fluke. You know, we, we expected the subbing the first time around, uh, you know, and the Bengals, you know, sort of not ready for prime time. And, yeah, the, this go, I, I've seen the Bengals jump up and punch enough good teams in the face this year to realize that, that they're pretty good. Uh, you know, they, maybe they, they might be fake as so far as, like, you know, championship caliber or AFC championship caliber, but I don't want to play them in the first round, do you? Absolutely not. Uh, and they can look unbelievable against, you know, a, a beat up secondary like that. That was yes, they um, yes. Joe Burrow I, uh, going into the fourth quarter was, was looking at breaking some all time stuff, but still right. ends up going for for five and a quarter. I mean, five hundred and twenty five <laughs> yards passing. Anytime you have an effort that rivals Andre the Giant's weight, uh, you're doing some <sighs> shit. <laughs> you are putting Man. it on. And it's now. not to your point, as we've been talking about this. You know, I, I think we've sort of been like slowly each week admiring the Bengals more and more because of how, how they're doing it, you know, and, and they're finding different ways. And it's not just the Jamar Chase show anymore. And here it is T. Higgins goes for almost 200 receiving. Man. T. Higgins out of nowhere yeah. with a big. And Jamar Chase still had 125. Right, uh, as a as a sideshow, like uh, here's, a, yeah. here's a buck and a quarter for for my guy over here, just doling out some some uh, you know some charity while I go to work on with these other guys. Yeah, yeah. it was it was Chase, it was T Higgins, it was it was Boyd, uh, it, it was everybody that wanted to get involved for the Bengals that could get involved. And I, I still, you know, I, as much as I respect the uh, the Ravens, I, maybe I'm giving them a little bit too much credit. I still know, I, I still look at that secondary and how beat up it is and how yeah. uh, missing basically their best, like three or four cornerbacks, not just a few guys here and there that are out. Like they've got some really, really great players that are not there at all, like out for the year. Right. Um, and yeah, that, you that can't wasn't really knock them, you know, no, I'm trying. I'm trying not to take away from what Joe yeah. Burrow did, but I'm sorry. I'm trying right. to give the the Ravens their proper due uh, because I really don't think at full strength they would have allowed anything like this. I mean, I understand Burrow had a chip, but five twenty five. Come on, that's I'll, here. I'll, I'll say it this way, and this isn't a knock to the Ravens, right? Because it's easy to pick on the Ravens for giving up that much. But I'll say this: Joe Burrow and the Bengals did exactly what they should have done against the team that they were playing. Correct. 
So that's no knock on Baltimore. That's more of a state of that, you know, Baltimore's just, they're not healthy. Uh, they, they were down to their third quarterback. Uh, Cincinnati showed up, didn't, didn't overlook them. <laughs> that's for sure. 41, 21. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Josh Johnson tried. <laughs> he yeah, he, he, he gave, gave it a nice effort in, in, in uh, relief of Snoop Huntley and, and Lamar Jackson uh, just yeah. wasn't meant to be for, for Baltimore. Uh, so 941 total for Joe Burrow against the Baltimore Ravens this year, Man. which is the most all-time uh, versus one team. Uh, you know, obviously the two games because they're the, the division rivals, but yeah. nobody had ever done that to, to any other uh, division opponent. Put 941 on them uh, with the two games combined. So, and first matchup, the Ravens weren't missing all of their secondary like they were this time. They they had right. some guys. So it wasn't all you know, the injuries. Uh, well, so they, that's why I'm saying I want to give uh, Burrow his proper credit, too. If they were to play a third time, he might go for 600. <laughs> that's the trajectory um, he's on. Right. Uh, if, if, the, if the Ravens find a way to make it into the playoffs and they have to face the Bengals and they still don't have their guys back, look out. <laughs> yeah, Burrow might actually uh, go for seven. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it, it's uh, it was incredible, and I'm not going to hold that game necessarily against the Ravens because of the injuries. I'm not going to hold this season against the Ravens because of the injuries. Uh, but yeah, it's not looking good for for Baltimore. I, I think they're uh, I can see them uh, fizzling down the drain and, and losing the, the the last two and, and finding their way out of the playoffs altogether, which would be a shame. The Bengals. Uh, the the Ravens, I meant. I'm sorry. The Ravens, yeah, no, because I think the I mean the Bengals pretty much need one win. That, that they need to win one of these last two games, and they've got that division show, uh, sewn up because right. they get the only other team that could possibly get to ten with them would be Baltimore and Cincinnati. Uh, by virtue of you know owning them completely twice, uh, has that tiebreaker. So, uh, yeah, so obviously Cincinnati's going to have uh, kind of a you know tough road to hoe this weekend uh, playing. Kansas City, um, you know, but they they win that they're they're in, um, and but then they get Cleveland in Week 17, and yeah, I mean the way this is shaping up, that that division's not over, but that division's kind of over. It looks like it's kind of over, yeah. Uh, so that was one message sent last week. Uh, another one, obviously, was the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, that's uh, where I saying, was going to hey, go to. So I'm glad you yeah. went there because that's immediately where I was at. Don't forget about us. That's what they say. Wait a minute. We're not dead. Yeah. <laughs> I feel better. <laughs> uh, they rose up off the out of the grave, and uh, the Patriots were ready to, to put them down and reclaim their, their crown atop the AFC East and the Bills. Uh, I tell you what, what an effort by the Buffalo Bills. Uh, this was a game I was lucky enough to watch the, the whole thing, and that's one of the – strongest team efforts that I've seen in a long time. You credit Sean McDermott, credit the players for knowing what was at stake and coming out. The, the Patriots tried. They, they, they pulled out their tricks. They were, they had uh, end of rounds and reverses and flea flickers and uh, New England was doing all that they could. They were pulling out all the, the usual tricks that they have when they have a big game like this and the bills were having none of it. Uh, they brought every bit of effort. Uh, they absolutely were, were punishing the, the Patriots uh, pass rush-wise. They were, they were beating up Mac Jones. Um, 
New England had some success running the ball. They had three touchdowns uh, out of their uh, running back, but it, it wasn't easy. Nothing uh, the Patriots got came easy, and the Bills had uh, chances to answer every time the Patriots did something and the Bills had the answer. Josh Allen uh, played like uh, a champion. He uh, had the poise. He had the, the, the big plays. He had the running when he needed to. Uh, I can't say enough about the effort that the Bills put forth uh, in this game, fought their way back, could have laid down, had you know chances to give up the lead when the Patriots were mounting their comeback. And, and they said, no, we are not losing this game. Whatever happens, we're going to go out and, and win this thing and do all that we can to win it. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie with an MVP effort uh, at wide receiver, uh, just making unbelievable catches. Uh, and the routine catches, moving the sticks, really uh, did everything that the Bills could have possibly asked them to do. Uh, and New England had a last stand in the in the goal area uh, where they could have scored a touchdown on their last possession, but uh, uh, where well, I'm sorry, the defense had a last stand, but Josh Allen came through, got a, a read option, flipped the. Touchdown to uh, to Dawson Knox, to the tight end. It, New England couldn't touch Buffalo in that game. The way the Bills played, uh, it wasn't perfect, but it was determined. They they improvised when they had to as well. They they really pulled out all the stops. And the only thing that it, it put in my mind was, God, why can't they do this all the time? Why can't Buffalo? Uh, why can't they play like this against the teams that that aren't so uh, such a, a, a rival or aren't such a strong opponent? It, they really pulled out the, a great effort when they needed to. But if they played like this against Jacksonville, for example, they wouldn't have yeah. to uh, rally right. back and beat New England to take yeah. the division back. You, you watch the Bills in the game like they played against New England and go, how is this team 8-6? and six? Because I honestly think they were bored. They remind me of a later season version of what we would get out of the Chiefs, you know, where, where – the Chiefs just weren't challenged, and but you just knew that the talent, even maybe some of the current version of the Chiefs, although they've been really playing up to their, you know, more up to their fuller potential. But I still don't think that that offense of Kansas City's is, looks like it is on all cylinders. Even though they're like what the fourth rated or third rated offense, which is crazy um, to say that they're off and they're doing that right. well. But Buffalo's that should be at that same level, you know, Buffalo gets to the AFC championship game last year. Everybody's got them um, ascending. I, I had them in the Super Bowl uh, this year. I, I was really all over Buffalo going in, and they just they kept laying these eggs. And, you know, I, did we dis- we disagreed on this one. Uh, I mean, bring that up. Uh, I, think this I know I had one. New England. Yeah, we did. Yeah, you had, you, I had you, Buffalo because I was, yeah. you know, we, we, we talked at pretty good lengths on that pick about, you know, you know, believing in Buffalo, and I my my thinking was that you know they're 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 just the better team, even though they haven't necessarily played that way up to this point. Uh, plus, I believe they were a little embarrassed <laughs> coming out of that three pass performance by Mac Jones in a game that the Bills found a way to somehow lose. Um, sure. And uh, they showed up and they, they performed as the better team, and they played two pretty easy games here to finish out the schedule. So they, they needed that. They had to get back the control. Now we know that the bills, right? Well, they lost to the, they lost to the Jags. So yes, Mm -hmm. anything is possible. The bills could show up small in one of these last two games. I believe it's Atlanta 
and then uh, the Jets. Oh man, at home, yeah. both of those games in Buffalo. I mean, if they if they lose one of those two games and somehow crap away the division, that's on them. They don't deserve it, right? They don't deserve it. But this last week, they did exactly what they needed to take the control back to at least get that home game in the first round. That that's what they 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 did what they had to do. They did from the from the opening snap. They did uh, everything they could do. The defense uh, took the field first against New England, and they came hard at the Patriots immediately. The first run that the Patriots had, the Bills, you could you could just tell that they were. This is a different Buffalo Bills team. That they had a mindset. Uh, they absolutely were not going to be denied in this game. Uh, they blitzed Mac Jones and took him down on third down to end the first drive on a three and out. And it was like, okay, well, they're here. <laughs> uh, the, the Bills are here to play. Um, and if, if they managed to lose that game coming out hot like that, I think that would have also been very telling because I was really paying attention to that too. Uh, like, okay, you can come out hot as hell. Uh, we've seen that many times over the years. A team comes out of the, the locker room all fired up and full of piss and vinegar. And, and takes it to their opponent for, you know, a quarter or a half. And then second half comes and the other team says, okay, well, that was nice. And then they, they, do, they do what they have to do to take down that opponent that has so much fire and they just couldn't sustain it. And I honestly was expecting that to happen in the second half, and it, and it didn't. The Bills maintained that intensity. They maintained that effort all the way through and, and came all the way to the end. And the Patriots tried like hell to, to come back and – and take that game, and the Bills would not allow it. They took what the New England defense gave them. Uh, there was uh, you know, luck involved. Uh, Mac Jones had a throw that was tipped twice in the air and picked off by Micah Hyde at one point. Uh, but it was mostly about the Bills and their effort, and it was one of the most impressive efforts, just pure effort that I saw out of a team all year. And, and like I said, the takeaway for me is, damn, why can't they do that all the time? If they did – They'd yeah. be one of the best teams in the league without any question, without any argument. And I know we disagreed about it at the time, but I, I, I if, if if we go into the playoffs and Buffalo does make a run, I'm still going to point to that second half against Tampa as sort of that turning point for their season, you know, where they were getting pretty much housed by any good team they played, but they do find a way to come all the way back and force overtime against Tampa, even though they end up losing ultimately – that was that game where we were like, you got to, you know, you don't have to win, but show us something, just do do something, Buffalo, and they did, and you know, then they turn around the next week and they destroy the team they should, and then they get the game against the sort of revenge game against New England, and uh, they look good, and, and you know, the, they can win a couple of cream puff games here and get that first home, you know, first round home playoff game, uh, you know, maybe maybe the Bills got have gotten it right. You know, maybe they can be a dangerous team going into the playoffs again. Well, the world's biggest Bills fan, Hipster Jay, uh, fell back in love with them. And you got it right last week, and you got it right the week before. So you, you see them rebounding off of that Tampa win and sort of springboarding and making a long run. And, and you're you're on record. You're on them. You love them again <laughs> when everyone else fell out of love with them. There was Hipster Jay right there saying, hey, those are my guys. So you you own them. They're I just yours. don't know how to. Qu- I just don't know how to quit them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of impressive, uh, how about the Chargers? Oh, <laughs> well. Um, I don't oh, even know no. how to. 
Yeah. How do you go to Houston? Oh, how do you whack? You did that? You let General Mills do? Oh my God! Rex Burkhead? Oh, oh. General Mills lighting you up is bad enough, but that was the one that stuck out to me. Was one forty nine on the ground to Rex Burkhead? Imagine who had retired. Neither one of us could actually imagine this, but imagine being a Chargers fan. Yeah, no, I can't imagine that. Oh, um, I'm, it'd be, imagine being an LA Clippers fan. We call them the Clippers for a reason. Second team, yeah. second effort, Clipper second Chargers. Yeah. yeah, second best all the time. Just always coming up short. It, it's probably the exact same feeling as being a, an LA Clippers fan. So I, I assume there's a lot of. Clippers fans who probably just fall in love with the Chargers when they move there just because they – this is my team. I, I recognize them. No world championships ever, and, yeah, <laughs> same, same exact the, feeling. really the, is. The Texans, they get up, and, and, and they're doing a good job, and they're staying up, but it always you, – you have this with these really bad teams. You always have that feeling like, well, it's not going to last, and they're, and they're going to collapse, and, you know, and then the Chargers make their comeback. And then, you know, they get that to a four-point game, you know, they, with six minutes left to go, and they let, they let the Texans score two more touchdowns. Oh. Yeah, that, the, the real big problem the pick, that we talked about. the pick six in there to just, you know, put the cherry oh, yeah, on the, the, the Sunday deal. right there, yeah. <laughs> uh, the biggest problem for the Chargers that we've – always talked about all years that run defense. And I think that's what yep. really came that uh, like you can make all the comebacks you want, but if you're going to turn right back around and, and let Rex Burkhead open you up again, I mean, there's not much you can really do. Um, so that, that was, I, that was, if I, if I had, if I was still doing the, you know, survivor pool, if I had lasted that long, it's probably my 16 point <laughs> yeah. game in a confidence pool. That's probably my survivor pick, you know, at Houston, uh, you know, Nice, easy, soft yeah. landing for the for the Chargers. That that division of theirs is pretty tough, and they get they get a chance to get out of that division and take on uh, maybe one of the three worst teams in the league. You know, three or four, along with the Lions and Jets and Jaguars. It's got to be the Texans, and they didn't just uh, not cover the spread. They they lost by double digits to the to the Houston Texans. There's there's no excuse for that early. Is is your uh, headphone plug half out? Because you are breaking up extremely bad. I mean, I I can't make out a thing you're saying. I hope that's not something on my end. Um, are you there? Now I don't hear anything. Uh, we've had some uh, interesting issues with the uh, the sound uh, the last few weeks on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, so hopefully this is a temporary uh, issue for Jay to get himself uh, situated. And hopefully he'll make it back on shortly. Uh, sometimes with those things, you might have to come on and come back off, unfortunately. Um I don't know if he can hear me or not. 
but yeah, that was uh, definitely a shocking result, and I'm definitely going to need him back on soon because there's, uh, I have a ruling that I, I need him to make on, on one of my picks that I uh, don't feel comfortable making the ruling because it's one of my own picks. So I, I, I'm going to need him to, to come in and, and make that decision because I don't think I should make it. Uh, but yeah, looking at the uh, the rest of week 16, um, we had the uh, the Saturday night affairs uh, with the Browns and the uh, Packers and then the Colts and the Cardinals, a couple of interesting games. Jay's coming back on the phone line here. Hey, I made it All back. Right. All right. Um, something was wrong on your end with the computer? Uh, yeah, my internet just completely uh, uh, went out here. Yeah, you so guys are having that, sudden, that I, lovely Midwest weather I heard, out there. No, there's nothing going on here weather-wise. It's just cold. But, oh, yeah, okay. you said that uh, you said that you could hear you, you, I was breaking up, and then all of a sudden I look, and it's I'm getting all these reloading errors, and then I get this little Arab symbol on the bottom of my computer, and it just goes to no internet. Oh, okay. I don't usually get these. I get these a lot during the daytime, but I don't get yeah. these too much at night. So, yeah, everything is everything for me right now. All up on my screens is all down. So, all my all my recap info or any of that oh. scores, everything you know. Yeah. So I have, so I pretty much have nothing. So I have no dashboard anymore to to look at. But no, I was trying to make the point about you know not being smart enough to put a contingency on that Cleveland Green Bay game ah. because I just assumed Baker wasn't going to play. And then when I saw he was playing, I wasn't smart enough to just audible my pick because I, I had a feeling that they would compete in that game if Baker was there, which I said they would when we made the pick. And, of course, they did. And uh, it played good enough to win, but you miss one of those early extra points, and then you're always chasing that point for the whole rest of the game, and they end up losing by two. Yeah, they didn't have much trouble moving the ball on the on the Packers defense. Yeah. Um Packers had no answer for Nick Chubb. Right. When it was when Baker tried to throw us when all hell would break loose. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the Packers had an answer for Baker. Yeah. The answer was the, four interceptions. And still only answer was just two. stand there and wait for him to throw you the football. Yeah. Um, so they, when, when the balls are flying your way, that's a good defensive strategy. It, it is, and a key third down in that game before that that last touchdown by Cleveland that covered the number. Uh, it was a called run on third and ten, uh, and that just pointed out and, and once again reinforced they they just not going to trust Baker Mayfield. They were just not going to let him yeah. uh, handle that comeback. They eventually they're just like, okay, we're just going to keep running, and that's how we're going to make our comeback, and and that's what wound up working for him. Um, God, it's just so obvious that the the Browns are trying to win despite their quarterback, and uh, I don't know how far you can possibly get with that. They they got to to a cover on the Packers, so good on them. We both lost that pick. Um, I, I'm I'm a little worried about the Packers defense looking. Uh, they they haven't looked so hot the last few games. Um, I was surprised that the Browns were able to move the ball uh, on 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 Green Bay the way they were because you know 219 yards on the ground. You got to know. Yeah. that they're focusing on the ground game because their quarterback is Baker Mayfield, and yet the Packers didn't seem to have any answers. 
Well, and they've been they've they've been banged up defensively. Um, you know, they've they've been missing the Smiths. They've been missing Jair Alexander. They had a game. I don't know if they were still missing, but Kenny Clark's been banged up. So they've yeah. been missing some 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 big pieces. They're starting to get these guys back. So I expect their defense to be in better shape as we get closer to the playoffs and into the playoff time. So I think what it becomes, what it really stresses for Green Bay is how important hanging on to that number one seed is going to be for them. Yeah. That they yeah, just they need to play these that. next two games as playoff games more than anything else because I think them with these defensive guys trying to work back from injuries is they really I mean, we could say every team needs the buy really need that buy you get you get you you need you got the the home field advantage of teams Kevin to come up to Green Bay in January and then you pile on top of that the defensive guys all starting to come back and work their way back from these injuries. They they definitely have to be in playoff mode right now, and I mean they've got the Vikings and the Lions here these last two games, so you'd think they'd hold serve, but anything is possible. And they get the gift of you know half the Vikings. They don't have the full Vikings team because of uh, Kirk Cousins getting the goop. Um, yeah, it, it's amazing that um, the importance of getting the number one seed and having. Uh, the playoffs run through Lambeau Field as as greatly important as it is to have that home field advantage. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's probably more important that they get the number one seed just to have that week where they don't have to play any football and their defense can rest up and Aaron Rodgers can rest up that foot. And uh, that's probably mo- uh, more important for the Packers than just getting the uh, the home field. But the home field is obviously very, very important for them as well. Right. Uh in the Saturday night game uh, with the Colts and the uh, the Cardinals, that wasn't. I'm, uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to attempt to uh, connect back on the computer ah, here. Okay. Everything seems to be back up here, so I'll be right back. Yeah, Jay's going to get back on the uh, up. There goes the phone dropping, and he's going to try to get back on the computer. And I had his original computer connection still up here. I don't know if that will work for him with the internet going out um, or if he's going to have to try with a, a different, whole different connection. Probably going to have to just come in brand new. Yep. There he is. All right. Can you hear me? No, that didn't work. Uh, might have to be uh nope, I heard a click. Are you there? I don't know if you can hear me. Um might have to like try a new uh a different browser, like if you got uh Chrome and Firefox and all that. Um oh hello. hello. There you go. Yeah. There you are. Yeah, it helps if I all helps right. if I actually turn the headphones on. <laughs> oh. I'm going through all these different things. Because when I, when I switched to the head. phone, I put the, you know, I tur- turned the headphones off and put them away. And then when I picked up the headphones and put them on, I dialed in, but I didn't turn them on. Ah, there you go. So I'm I'm back. Uh, everything all right. Here seems to be, everything here seems to be uh, up and running again. Good. So. Uh, I've, I've definitely had some uh, internet flashes myself the last uh, week or so. Yeah, we we wouldn't know how to do this show without technical difficulties. That's why we both, I believe, were uh, pining for uh, IT jobs with Blog Talk Radio. Uh, call us, guys. We're, we're qualified. We've yeah, we've it. definitely been uh, through enough that we could probably qualify as tech support now. 
in our ninth season, and every year has its challenges. <laughs> Just go back and listen. Believe me, there's there's some shows that are unlistenable because of how bad uh, some of the connections were. Uh, but hopefully, it would, uh, I think a lot of that was my old computer, honestly. And now that I yeah. got the new one, hopefully uh, we won't have that. Yeah, uh, the, you... the actual fidelity of our conversation, like the, the quality seems to be fine. It's just the, right. the connecting the connecting has been a little little tricky. But no, this was completely on my end because my internet right. completely crashed. Um, yeah, I've got that little connected logo down in the corner on my Windows screen. And if it goes to this little globe symbol that's like uh-oh mm-hmm. it, it, yeah and it, it went there and um, yeah, i'm, I'm very minutes, familiar but, yeah <laughs> oh so ah thanks spectrum <laughs> uh it, it could happen a lot worse uh that's all i'll say it could be uh, much worse yes we should we should be grateful because it is the miracle of the internet and this technology that allows us to do this show yes at all this, this is true um, I was going to move on to the uh, Colts-Cardinals game uh, later uh, Saturday yeah. after uh, yeah, on Christmas. One, that was one that you – yeah, the Cardinals fade is in full effect. Oh, yeah. And uh, I and I'm, I'm was not really surprised at all uh, the, the way this one turned out, that the uh, Cardinals are going to keep fighting and keep uh, putting forth good effort. They're just not going to have enough at the end because they're just not clicking on, on – on all cylinders, they're just yeah. they're, they're discombobulated. They're deep on both sides, offense and defense. And I'm not saying that they're complete trash on either side. I'm saying that you can see there's elements there where they're just off. They're just a little off. Uh, don't quite have the, the 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 communication that they're supposed to have. They're just not on the same page. Um, and in this game, the uh, again second straight day on Christmas that we got to see a team try to win. Uh, despite their quarterback and, st- uh, and not because of him with the Colts, um, and they were able uh, to actually get it done, uh, I think because of the Cardinals, because the Cardinals are just not in sync right now. Yeah. Well, you know, I saw a stat today, and then we can just, you know, we could go Raheem Morris here, and stats are for losers, right? Um, <laughs> but since week four, Carson Wentz is the fourth highest rated quarterback in football. Okay. <laughs> he he was apparently through the first three weeks he was so terrible. He was the twenty seventh ranked quarterback through the first three weeks. If you take those first three weeks out and you just look at his body of work since week four, he's the fourth highest rated quarterback in football. And you know what that reminds me of is what the the forty ers are doing with uh Janine Garoppolo. Yeah. Because they I think both the Colts and the Forty ers got to a point where they said we need to start calling pass plays only when we really need to. That's how you get a high passer rating is you just limit the right. number of times that you ask your quarterback to actually throw the football and well, you try to make those times as successful as possible, right. make them or, you know, or as you no-brainer throw, as possible. Or you throw when you shouldn't throw, right? Like you throw on first downs, you know, you, you put your quarterback in – situations where he doesn't have to face a ton of pressure. You know, they have a really good running game, so he's not facing a lot of third and 14s. So, yeah, it's he's definitely running a good system. I, w- I would definitely say Carson Wentz qualifies as a system quarterback this year, but he's improving with each week. Because we know he can do stupid stuff. I mean, look at that Tennessee game with, with the, like, the, the left-handed lob out of his own end oh, zone. Gosh. 
you know, one of the probably one of the funniest, if not worst, plays of the year overall. Uh, we know that he's got that in him, but they feel like each week they're they're just they're getting you know he's getting everything's rounding into shape a little bit better, but it all hinges on Jonathan Taylor, and and he did what he was supposed to do. He got another hundred yards. It wasn't sexy, you know. Uh, he had a nice big run, but he so he, but he put in a lot of work and uh, did enough so that Carson Wentz could play a, a clean game. First run, uh, first play out of the gate for the Cards when they got the football, Jonathan Taylor, 47 yards, right out the gate. Yeah, it, that, it's, that'll it's do it. It's disgusting how good he is right now. Yeah. And that sets up the entire game plan. Now, uh, even if you uh, came into the game thinking – uh, Jonathan Taylor, he might be a little overrated. So I'm not saying the Cardinals did that, but even if you did, right off the bat, now first run 47. Now you got to be on high alert the entire game. That lets Carson Wentz uh, do whatever uh, he could possibly want to do if you want to go that route. But Carson Wentz did stupid stuff in this game. He wasn't very yeah. good. He had uh, uh, he had one play where no defender was touching him on fourth down, and he still faded off of one foot and threw a very poor pass. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. It, and it, turned it over on downs. He had another check down throw to Taylor. Who had, he had plenty of room, and he threw the ball way too high. Wentz is just not very good. Um, no, but, but when you have playing, Taylor. He's not playing at that drizzling shits level, or least valuable player, right. player level like he played last year. Last year, I mean, 16 touchdowns, 15 picks. That's, ugh, I mean, that's, <laughs> That might have been good in the seventies, but that's that's not good now. Twenty five Hall of Fame in the fifties. Twenty five and six right now is is respectable. He's I'm not sitting here singing the praises of Carson Wentz, but they're not they're not losing games because of him right now. You know what I mean? He's not costing them anything. He's doing what he needs to do, and he's fitting in with this offense. I think he's doing exactly what they want him to do. He's he's playing efficient. He's you know he's got a good quarterback rating. He's not throwing a lot of picks. Um, yeah, he's making bad decisions. Yes, but but those bad decisions aren't ending up in the arms of defenders. Uh, so far, um, right? Which is yes. a, a good thing. <laughs> yes. um, he, he was not very good in this game. He had some big throws. Um, the put away touchdown to put him up 22 to 13 scrambled on third down and bought just enough time to find Desmond Patman streaking across the back of the end zone, 14 yard throw. Hey, great throw. Great play. Give him credit for that. You know, overall, eh, but it, he did, he did have some really big plays. And then Kyler Murray on the other side, just, I don't know what's going on there, but he, he did I think not he's look missing, right. I think he's missing nuke. I, I mean, I, maybe That's we certainly are certainly a part of it. Maybe we aren't stating enough how much that offense misses DeAndre Hopkins right now. No, it's it's huge. Uh, that when you talk, uh, you know, talk about one of the best receivers in the league, um, and the magic that they were making uh, when uh, when the season started, um, and now you take him off the page, yeah. you don't have him as an option. Now, what made me uh, look at the Cardinals like, oh man, they might be really uh, really special early in the season was how many. Uh, other weapons they seem to have. They had a lot of depth there. I, I saw some sparks out of AJ Green and Christian Kirk. Yep. Um, they added Zach Ertz midseason, and it's like, wow, they they really got a lot of depth there. They like got a lot of playmakers. Well, everything is just kind of off right now. Maybe it's just because of New Hopkins throwing everything off. But 
they're not all on the same page. And Kyler uh, had some scared throws while fading back. He had pressure in his face. He had, uh, you know, guys, balls just coming up short, just falling dead in front of receivers because he didn't get enough on it because he was too scared to step up and make those throws because he had too many guys coming at him. And that's another big problem that the Cardinals are having right now is their old line sucks. They kept giving up pressure all over the place. Uh, they had holding penalties. Uh, they had false starts by like half the line at one point. Uh, they, they're playing. They were playing like pretenders. They did. You talk about contender, pretender, real fake. The cards are right now playing like they're fake, and they might turn out to be fake. They might turn it around still. And and uh, I, I've t- talked about that. That you, we've seen so many teams that kind of have that surprise, great start to the season. Some of yep. them have a, a, a step, you know, a step back, a fade back for maybe a couple games and okay, well, we're better than this. And they turn it around and, and go on a run and other teams step back and keep stepping back and, and keep falling all the way down. And that's what the Cardinals look like they're on the, on the road to doing right now. Yeah. And the, the chances are really good. I mean, they're, they're, they're locked into the playoffs right now. They're looking like I would suspect the five, um, you know, they've got a two game lead over the two teams that are sitting there uh, for the, six and seven spots. So let's, you know, Arizona wins one more out of these last two games. They're going to be um, at least the five, maybe, you know, six if they, but they, but the, the more pressing thing is they crapped away a division that they had in the bag. Yeah. And the Rams who were looking like, you know, the, they, they wouldn't go away. They wouldn't go away. The Rams had that sort of mid season hiccup where Stafford wasn't playing great. We really weren't quite sure what to make out of the Rams. Well, the Rams go, they beat them, and now and, and now the, the Cardinals, just they're just losing to everybody now. And the Rams are starting to round out, and now the Cardinals are going to have to you know go on the road and play somebody tough, um, it looks like, in the first round. Yeah, no surprise, uh, Minnesota coming up short without Dalvin yep. Cook. That was my um, lock Losing the to the Rams, yeah. And, and they, uh, they, I give them credit, they tried. Um, yeah. You know, they they hung around. Uh, obviously, the uh, coach uh, didn't think too much of it, but <laughs> <sighs> that he yes. that he you know loses his quarterback for this game. But yeah, no, the uh, the the Vikings without Dalvin Cook are a completely different team. Definitely. I, mean, I, uh, I like Alexander Rain. Madison. I, I'm not you know I'm not like in the I'm not like the sole member of the fan club. I think he's a good backup, change of pace, give the, you know, give Delvin Cook a, a breather type running back, but he, he's not a workhorse. He's not somebody who you're going to roll out there every week and, and have him be the guy. I like Madison too. He's, he's not Dalvin Cook. It's just that simple. That's yeah. And uh, the Rams discovered a, a running game for a week. They did. They, they go for the 159 of, as a team. The ghost of Sony Michelle showed up. <laughs> I was kind of worrying or thinking about that being a big trade when they made it. It went under the radar, but I was like, you know, Sony Michelle showed some stuff in New England, and this this might be yep. a might be a big deal. And, and it turns out that they they need him. They have absolutely needed him. And Stafford and and cousins uh, cousin both you know swapping ints during this game, so both of them were kind of shaky. Uh, but uh, yeah, this wasn't my strongest lock. I will say that. I'll, I'll fully admit that. But ultimately, the Rams come up and, and do what you got to do against a team that's, you know, decimated like that. Um, 
So I uh, I need a ruling from you. I have a situation with one of my picks. Um, I'm going to need oh. you to. Uh, I you know decided that I did I shouldn't be the one to make the decision on what this what what should happen on this. So whether you want to or not, you're going to have to make uh, the the decision. Okay. Um, and you can you can do it now. You can ruminate on it. Whatever you want to do. But what what wound up happening was in the uh, Chiefs Steelers game. I said on the podcast yeah. that uh, my uh, I had a contingency on it, and I said that I was going to take the Steelers if either Kelsey or Hill were uh, going to be ruled out for that game. They both right. had to goop, but they both had a chance to be cleared. Then on the write-up for uh, the blog after the show was over, oblivious to what I had said on the show, I said – that I'm going to take the Chiefs if either one of them get cleared for the game, uh, which is the opposite of what I said on the podcast. Ah. So the the ruling that you have to make is, are we going by what I said first on the podcast? Are we going by what I wrote on the blog? Or are we throwing the game out completely, treating it like a push? Uh, Whichever way you think is the fairest to go, I'm going to go with your ruling because I shouldn't make that ruling. My natural tendency would be to go with what you said on the show when we made the pick. Okay. Because that's us making the pick. Right. Typing it up after the show, that's that's what I would consider as the mistake, I'm guessing. Yeah, I I completely forgot what I said on the the podcast. So then you had to check the tape and you're like, oh. Yeah, when I went back and listened again, I was like, oh, man, yeah. So no, okay. I, I that, yeah, because if that's the pick you made with me on the show and you didn't change it as far as like you know audibleing like you did with the Bears, um, which is a funny story because when you switched it and you said that because Foles <laughs> was starting, I was half tempted to switch my pick to the Bears, uh, but I didn't. Yeah, it was another one where I should have switched back because I actually had a feeling like well, I was probably better with Foles um, in that spot just because of how bad the Legion of Room is. Um, no, I, I, my understanding when you made the pick was that if either one of them wasn't playing, uh, you didn't like Kansas city. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. So that was what I, I didn't even, I didn't know. I, I didn't even know there was a mistake on the write-up. So that's news to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, I didn't know until after I listened. So, to so the, in my head all week, show. in my head all week, we both lost that pick. Well, that's okay. That's the ruling. That's what I'll make it. Okay. So that put me at six and ten for the week, and you at seven and nine. Um, yeah, I was. Uh, I, I was because what I did, what, I read it after I wrote it up, and I said, "Is that what I said on the podcast?" I honestly didn't remember. So that's when ah. I went back and listened. I was like, "Oh shoot, okay." <laughs> All right, that, that's uh, that's fair. I'm. I'm Glad I, I'm glad I asked you to make that ruling and didn't do it on my own because I probably would have given myself. I don't know if I would have given myself the pick or if I would have just made it a push. That, what, I think the lesson there is less confusing contingencies. When you confuse yourself <laughs> with your own yeah. contingencies, <laughs> you get what you deserve. Um, lesson taken. Point well taken. <laughs> it's like trying to pick games two weeks in advance. <laughs> well. I used to be a, a proponent of that a lot. I used to do that a lot, and yes. I, I definitely have uh, 
peeled off on that because that definitely so, doesn't. Any, uh, any, any, any thoughts on your boy uh, Nick Foles there leading the Bears to a, a, a comeback win in Seattle? That means nothing for, for either team. Yeah, that, that's, basically, that's my thought is Nick Foles, really? Okay, whatever. <laughs> and he's, he's a veteran you know, backup level quarterback. He he's capable of doing something like that. But that's a game that Seattle is up ten going into the fourth quarter, and just craps away. And uh, not only that, uh, they were up seven and driving at the uh, Bears ten yard line. I believe it's at one point when Russ took a sack, and then Jake Myers took the field goal. So you talk about yeah. just giving a game away, like they In the really snow, had that thing. Yeah, which was just. Everything about that game was weird. Uh, you know, Seattle discovers a running game, go figure, and then still finds right. a way to lose that game. Uh, and Matt Nagy, that that whole thing is blowing up, right? That that Seattle's got to be. I mean, Pete Carroll probably done. Would you figure? Yeah, I would figure. I mean, Russell I'd... Wilson might be gone. I mean, they, they got to figure this thing out. Yeah, that that does seem to have run its course. Um, but nothing has ran its course more than Matt Nagy in Chicago, and he's still there. No. So I don't know. You know, it's, <laughs> it's completely up to the ownership if they want to actually make that move. Um, yeah, Nagy uh, going being the gambler guy and going for two for the win, and it actually worked out. Like nothing yeah, about that game was, was now here. We both lost this sense. pick. Yeah. Um, here is where I have no problem with with Nagy doing that. Like maybe I have crapped on John Harbaugh. This game meant nothing. <laughs> the season means nothing. <laughs> this meant nothing. Just go for it yeah. and get out of Dodge and don't punish those fans in Seattle with overtime. Um, you're not playing for anything. Where with Baltimore, even if Baltimore splits those two games going to overtime, right? And the, you know, they, they have those two games that go to overtime. Maybe they win one out of those two and they are in a much better spot here uh, with playoffs on the line and still hanging with Cincinnati, who, who now, again, has complete control of that division. Crazy. Just saying. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not opposed to gambling and going for it. I'm opposed to teams that do it excessively. I'm, a to, I'm opposed to teams that do it way too early in games. I mean, there's a whole lot of situational football that, that coaches just seem to have forgotten about. But – what what the Bears did, I got no problem with that. Just get out of it. Just end that, you know. That's like a mercy killing at that point. <laughs> I, I had no problem with it either. I was just kind of shrugging my shoulders because it's like, really? They're, that's when they decide to be successful and creative? Okay, fine. Yeah. What, apparently, whatever. Uh, apparently Jalen Hurts' ankle is okay. So there's a medical update. Yeah, he's been... Uh, on the on the fence as far as going this week, but I didn't think there was much of a doubt that he was going to be the quarterback. Um, yeah. And last week, though, no problems there either. Yeah. yeah Blowing uh, out the Giants, that was uh, wow. That was that was shame on us for trusting Joe Judge and Jake Fromm Man. or Mike Lennon or whoever uh, was going to be the quarterback. Uh, that was that was definitely uh, the wrong move there. Uh, yeah, although but, I know, still don't fully also... trust Philly. No, but you've got no, but you've got these teams that are sort of making these little bit of late season surges, right? Uh, you've got Miami, who has completely bum slayed their way into the playoffs at this point, which is oh god, um, that game was sad Monday. Oh, how do you? That, what what was that? First that of all, was a, that was a kid that was not ready us. to play. 
Shame <laughs> on us for trusting a Notre Dame quarterback. <laughs> right. But I don't know, is that necessarily an anti-New Orleans pick for us, or is that an anti-Miami pick? Because that that, you want to talk about real or fake. Yeah, I, I have mean, no Miami idea. Miami's got to be the fakest team in football. <laughs> I had no idea what book was going to play. Like, I don't have any recollection of his Notre no. Dame greatness or anything. No, that wasn't about how great Ian Book was going to be. Uh, I thought, you know, Alvin Kamara is still the best player on the on the field, and I was going they with. Him up. Oh, they did the the Miami. Uh, that's how they won the game. Is they made Alvin Kamara uh, a non-factor. They committed completely to stopping him, and they said, "Whoever this kid is, we're going to dare him to beat us." He didn't beat him. <laughs> no, it wasn't like Miami like exactly. Uh, yeah, the Dolphins didn't set the world on fire in that game. No, no, because they're, they're not nearly as good as the seven game. What is the seven in a row that they won now? Yeah. So, so they started what one and seven? One and seven. And now they're eight and seven. Now they're in the playoffs. <laughs> if it's Saturday <laughs> right now. Yeah, Miami would be your uh Miami would be your 7 seed right now if the playoffs started. We would our first week playoff game uh our I'm sorry, our Saturday playoffs. afternoon game. Our Saturday afternoon Miami at Tennessee. Um Oof. Yeah, that would be your Saturday afternoon. Guaranteed that's the Saturday afternoon game. <laughs> oh, that crap happens. No doubt. No doubt about that. Nobody um, is going to watch that game. No, the Dolphins D took full advantage of their of their matchup, and and you can't take anything away from that. They definitely neutralized Kamara and uh, dared book to beat him, and he oh my god, that was that was one of the worst first time starts I think uh, I've ever seen. Because it, it it would be one yeah, thing if by he, a by a non wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> it would be one thing if he came out and tried to gunsling like, okay, this is my big shot. I'm gonna go out here and just yeah. throw it around and kept getting picked off and whatnot. He couldn't get any throws off. He was just so scared to throw because every time the, the Dolphins got in his face, he was just like, nah, he didn't, like he had no idea what to do and just started yeah. running around out there. And uh, it, it was it was bad. Yeah, there was, it was there, really there was, bad. Just looking at the rest of the, the games here, uh, we didn't really – Atlanta got backdoored, um, but they won. So, yeah, good for them. Um, the Jets beat Jacksonville. Nobody cares. Um <laughs> Tampa did exactly what they should have done against Carolina. Like that Cam Newton thing is, oh man, this we got to talk about euthanasia. This Cam Newton experiment has got to die horribly. Uh, Ghost Boy is is back because they, they Boy had enough of Cam. Yeah, they 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 decided they're going back to Ghost Boy. We played okay, all right, and you know when the game was out of hand. As far as Tampa goes, I just want to bring up about. I've had this running thing throughout the years that I, every now and then I get on a rant about, uh, I don't care about character. I don't care about uh, guys. That, I don't care if you killed somebody. I don't care if you raped somebody. Oh, I, if, I, if you can, if you can help me win, I need you on my team. Like as yeah. a, if, if I'm a coach or an owner or whatever, I need you. I need as many players that's going to help me win. Cause as a coach, if I don't win, I get fired and my family doesn't eat. So I don't give a fuck about any of this character, all this bullshit. Uh, no, if you can help me win, I don't care what you did off the field. I really don't. And the Antonio Brown situation is a perfect example because there's a lot of uh, guys out there uh, in the media that I've read that are very upset that Bruce Arians said, hey, when I bring in Antonio Brown you know, last year, 
if he has one mess up, he's out of here. I'm just bringing him in, and we know his issues, and we know that he can be a problem, and I'm going to have zero tolerance. If he does one thing, you can't do too many things much worse than uh, faking your vaccination card and lying to everybody and claiming that you're you're vaccinated. And guess what? There he is out there running routes and doing what he can do because he's Tom Brady's guy. And if Tom Brady says you're on my team, you're on my team. And Bruce Arians knows his receiving core decimated partially by COVID, partially by injury. Uh, he needed Antonio Brown. AB out there was about the, the best weapon that Tom Brady had by a mile. And he, he really needed him to, to contend and, and compete in that game. He's going to need him again this week, although he may not play because his ankle is acting up again. But uh, my point is enough of this character shit. I, I'm really tired. You know, the draft comes around and we start hearing about character and we start hearing about, yeah. well, this guy may have tried a joint when he was a junior in high school and there were, can we trust him? What about his Fuck the character bullshit. Can he help me win? That's all this is <laughs> yeah. all about. All of it. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's just what I wanted to bring up about that. No, because right, the weed. You always had you had the weed guy, right? Yep. You always had that. Well, there, remember even back Jeremy like Tunsil was Zapp. the the gas remember mask Warren, guy. Oh, the gas mask. You had Josh Allen was tweeting out rap All lyrics. Racist tweets. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's always always yeah. something about the, can we trust his character? Can he win? Can he play fucking football? That's all yeah. I care about. No. So uh, the answer to the AB question is yes. Yeah, he can play football. I, I mean, he's uh, you know he's a more clean and sober Josh Gordon. That's all he is. <laughs> Maybe more douchey, but okay. Yeah, well, yeah probably so. more of a nutcake. You know. You know. Yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, but the frozen feet and Gruden, remember all that? I mean, that's the same oh, guy. Yeah. Same guy. Um, yeah. Uh, Washington, uh, ooh, they look BQD. Um, Pittsburgh is BQD. Uh, yeah, we, we, I think we put Pittsburgh to bed, right? Or well, Did we, did we say Pittsburgh was going to show up for that game? Uh, let's see. No, the uh, no, that was the one that right, I, I said I was going to take them because the <laughs> – Oh, right, right. The Chiefs are going to be missing uh, Travis Kelsey and or Tyreek Hill, but yeah. Kelsey does not get cleared. Uh, Hill does, but is ineffective because he's still recovering from COVID. So he basically he was out there yeah. almost as a and they decoy, didn't need him. and they didn't need him because Pat Mahomes just kicked some ass. They yeah. very uh, focused, very efficient. Um, it was like he knew he had to involve his other weapons because his guy is out there and, and not looking good and, and not getting his wins. So um, he, he took it upon himself to play some more great football. You already pointed out the rankings of, of the Kansas City offense this year, yeah. and they're supposedly off, and they're, they're right there near the top of the league still. Um, yeah, Mahomes is playing uh, much better than he was earlier in the year. And, and Mahomes uh, in that game – it's funny because we talk about Hill being ineffective and Kelsey not out there. Uh, Mahomes in that game uh, targets 10 different receivers in that game. Just, he, he took advantage of, of the guys that he had and, uh, or maybe the Steelers are just that bad. I don't know. I, well, I still can't quite that figure too. it out. I mean, that game was so bad that <laughs> Roethlisberger's like, yeah, I, uh, I'm done. <laughs> I, you, Cause you got to cause when he says something like he says before the game this week, that this is probably his last game in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't see him going anywhere else, right? No, nobody's gonna. Nobody wants him. I mean, who's gonna? Nobody's throwing the bag at Ben Roethlisberger. Um, so I have a feeling he's retiring. 
we don't think anyone wants him, but we've been surprised before. So, but yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't think like any of the the quarter uh, teams that have, that have quarterback needs would uh, take a chance on on Big Ben. He's so limited, and it's like there's right. you, you know there's only so much he can do for you. He can't really you know run a, you know too many traditional offenses. You basically uh, got to build your offense no. around him. Yeah. Is the only place I could see him is going to sound strange. I don't want to throw out crazy, you know, conspiracy theory, but you can put me on tape if it does end up happening. We can right. It if on. it happens, you're like, uh, hey, I had it. I, I could see him day. in Carolina. Oh, oh my God. And only be only because there's always that prospect that you might get a healthy Christian McCaffrey for five weeks. No, that's about all you can count on every yeah, year. But no. yeah, if, if, if but. If you're thinking about, you know, pairing him up with a team that plays paper champion defense and uh, on paper has a good running game because they have one of the top three running backs in football, but he can never get on the field. Um, yeah, I, I could see him going to his, just being a stand-up, you know, to do his Pittsburgh thing. But that's it. That's, for, that's a short list. That's the only team I look at who needs a quarterback where I could see him going. Um that's you know, but then maybe they keep rolling with Darnold. Who knows? Oh, I, yeah, you're right. Who knows with that? There's there's no telling what what Matt Rule's going to do down there. Um, yeah. I, I don't even Darnold, I don't even have a, a, a prediction some, on that. Yeah, Darnold just gets a massive incomplete for this season. Right, looked good really early, then he fell apart, then he got hurt. Right, you kind of throw your shoulders up. Well, I mean, I know what I think of him, but it's not really based on this year. No. It's based on all the, the yeah. Jets years. Oh, yeah, he's bad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to see any more, but that's just me. So that, um, I believe, rounds out the week, unless there's any pressing games I'm missing. Or, uh, uh, we didn't nothing, talk about Vegas and Denver, but right. uh, there's, a, there's a reason. <laughs> Uh, it's because Vegas outgained the Broncos 361 to 171 and only wow. won by four. Yeah. And then could not, uh, uh, you, you know, 17 to 13, when you have that big of a yardage, that, that kind of shows what's going on with, with Vegas right now, which is to say they're they're struggling. They they put up some yardage, but they, they can't get in the end zone. Um Turnovers kept that one close, uh, definitely. Um, and uh, the only other thing I would have to say about last week is I, just an observation. I think the Dallas Cowboys are, are playing uh, very good right now. I think they're peaking Uh-oh. at the right time. Oh, <laughs> just saying. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, and, fifty-six and to fourteen. I had them. Uh, I believe I had them to win that division. Uh, yes, you did. Uh, it, it was just. Uh, something to chuckle at that Joe Burrow puts up two ninety nine, I think in the first half earlier in that day. And Dak was like, okay, hold my beer, watch this and goes three twenty two in the first half of, of the uh, blowout victory on Sunday night. I I thank the Cowboys for putting uh, the the potato skins to bed very early because I got to turn that game off and not have to worry about football uh, very early uh, Sunday evening. Didn't have to watch the second half of that one at all. Yeah. And, and the funny part is Dak finishes with 330. <laughs> uh, that's called taking your foot off the gas. Well, yes, <laughs> that, that is a Mike McCarthy staple. But even Mike <laughs> McCarthy can't blow a 42-7 to seven lead. <laughs> oh, but he'll try. Uh, but no, the Cowboys look like they're 
of turning it around and, and look like they're going to be very formidable. So there's some teams that are looking really good and some they're kind of struggling and, and trying to limp their way along. So uh, we'll see how that lends to our picks for this week, which is not the end of the season. It normally would be week 17, but the season nope. that will never end this week and then next week. And then the playoffs finally get started somewhere in the middle of January. Ugh. Um, uh, yeah, to get the numbers out of the way officially, six and ten for me, seven and nine for you. Um, I hesitate to mention the streak that we're on with our locks because that, yep, that might just jinxed it. Uh, by mentioning it, I just mentioned it and I just jinxed it. But yeah, we haven't lost a lock either one of us in quite a long time. Um, going all the way back to well, I lost in week nine. And you last lost in week eight, so we we've been uh, wow. going going crazy on our our locks uh, ever since. And no, I lost in week twelve as well. Um, but yeah, you uh, when, when was your last loss? All I know is well, all of my early week stuff was losses because I was down four. Yeah. So I mean, you could put me away this week. You could, you could end it. Um, you're still up one with two to go. Still, so. still up at one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Week week eight was your last L. You've you've been perfect ever since on lock. So yeah, I'm definitely trying to jinx you. Uh, so we'll see how that turns out. So for the season, that puts me at uh, 133 and 106 for a 556 percentage, and you're at 122 and 117 for a 510 percentage. In uh, both of those, yours is great and mine is good. So I mean, we're, we're having good seasons. I mean, we're over the we're, we're over the expert line by a lot. We're way over the Mariotti line. Oh yeah, um, it has not been easy, but we we both been uh, doing some real work and getting some of these. There's been some picks uh, that we both have pulled out. And it's like, whoa, how do we? I, I go back to your twelve and two in week fourteen and. Uh, you know, I've been trying to just hang along with that uh, the big numbers that I was putting up uh, that I've fallen back a little bit. Um, but yeah, we both have uh, been putting in some work, so I, I think we should be uh, very proud of our uh, what we've what we've done up to this point, and, and hopefully uh, yeah, we can I would, finish with a flourish. I would say quietly combined, putting together uh, one of our best probably combined seasons. Yeah, so we'll see if we can keep it going. All 16 games in front of us for Week 17, Ooh. including a Sunday nighter and a, and the last Monday nighter of the year. We will get to all that in a couple minutes. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Not on the radio, but only here on the website, blogtalkradio.com, slash in much less detail. To be notified when we're live, you can follow the show on the Blog Talk Radio website, or you can follow my Twitter feed at IMLDDre when I tweet out when we're live before every show. Jason is on Twitter, too. His feed is at IMLDJTG. Our show is available as a podcast where you get the live show and a special VIP after show. To listen to the show as a podcast about an hour or so after the live show is over, come back to the show page and look through our archives or subscribe on iTunes or any number of different podcasting apps, including Player.fm, Mixcloud, Blueberry, and the TuneIn Radio app. 
you'll get the whole show, the live show and the after show, downloaded straight to you. You can always send us a question or comment or shout out via email to the following email address, in much less detail at gmail.com. You can follow all of our picks on our blog. The website for the blog is in much less detail.blogspot.com. Our Thursday night picks will be available Thursday afternoon on our Twitter feeds. Again, that's at IMLDDre and at IMLDJTG. This copyrighted broadcast is a production of Jay and Me and is solely performed for our entertainment as well as for any poor soul who happens to be listening. It is intended to be a football pick show for the private non-commercial use of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, retransmission, or any other use of the descriptions and accounts of this podcast without the expressed written consent of Jay or me is strictly prohibited. A lot of playoff scenarios on the line in these Week 17 games. Not too many teams that have completely wrapped or clinched up uh, anything. Some divisions have been clinched, but there's still a lot of playoff spots available. There's still uh, seedings uh, available up for grabs. So uh, all these games that have playoff implications, we'll try to cover and see uh, what the implications exactly are. Um, but uh, whatever they are, we will definitely have your picks for all the games tomorrow and Monday night starting right now. The L.A. Rams and the Baltimore Ravens first up tomorrow afternoon, and we know that Lamar Jackson is still gimping around. He tried to practice this week, and it didn't go well, so they shut him down pretty much immediately. Uh, Snoop Huntley is back. He's been cleared from the goop list, so he will get the start instead of having to send Josh Johnson out there, although Josh Johnson, again, did play pretty well. Uh, Hollywood Brown is sick, so uh, he's questionable for tomorrow. Um, the D is in tatters, as we've uh, talked about, uh, particularly the uh, the secondary. Uh, L.A. at 11-4, and 6-2 and two on the road. Baltimore down to 8-7 and seven now, 5-2 and two at home. Uh, the Rams take the NFC West if they win this game, and the Cards lose uh, in Dallas. Um, so that implication is on the line for the Rams, and the Ravens at this point are just trying to, to swim and, and keep their heads uh, afloat and stay alive in the uh, AFC playoff race. Uh, Rams are big six-point favorites on the road at the Ravens. I, I don't want to ever underestimate a team that, is is well coached and is also fighting for their playoff lives. I think the Ravens have some pride. Uh, I like Tyler Huntley. Kid's scrappy. Uh, he, he's going to fight. Uh, so the Ravens aren't going to just go down like dogs. I don't think this is going to be uh, Matt Stafford putting up you know 525 yards passing against the Ravens. Um, it's that East, West Coast team heading east. It's going to be cold. It's going to be a little yucky. Uh, I'm going to take Baltimore and the number. Uh, not not a ton of confidence on this pick. I mean, this is a week after locking up the Rams. And, you know, and the Ravens getting embarrassed last week. But they are, I think, the more desperate team. I think they're going to play like it. Uh, I look for an effort similar to what they did hanging around with the Packers a few weeks ago. And I wouldn't be shocked if the Ravens, uh, you know, keep this under the six. I think they're going to go down. They're going to go down with a fight. I like Huntley, too. Um, him being back at quarterback uh, should help the Ravens' effort. 
I don't think it's going to help them overcome what Matt Stafford should do to the Baltimore secondary. Uh, it might not be 525. I think I, I'll agree with that. I don't think that's uh, too hard to disagree with uh, or too hard to agree with. He won't go for 525. If he goes for 350, that's a lot less than 525, but it's still 350. He, <laughs> still good. <laughs> yeah. If he, if he does 350 and three TDs uh, and, and lights up the Ravens, I don't think anyone should be too surprised at that. So I'm going to go with that uh, outcome and that uh, the Ravens won't be able to keep up. So I will take L.A. and give the six. Uh, Atlanta and Buffalo. Um, I don't think the Falcons are are they technically still in playoff contention at seven and eight? Yeah, I guess I they're they right there. I think they have a two percent. They have a two percent chance, <laughs> I believe. So you're saying there's a chance? Yeah, they're only a game behind the the Eagles and the and the Niners there. Uh, so they're still fighting. Um, and the Bills, of course, at nine and six, uh, looking much better than they were last week. They are in control. Uh, of the AFC East now, um, and they will clinch a. Uh, they, they still can clinch a playoff berth just by by winning and and getting some other teams to lose. Uh, but they're right there. They they are in the driver's seat for the division. Um, Atlanta at seven and eight, but six and three on the road. So the Road Warriors going up east, uh, out of the dome and, and into the elements. The nine and six Bills four and three at home. <clears throat> at home, Atlanta is a big fourteen and a half point dog at the Bills. That's a lot of points to give, uh, but I'm going to do it. I think the Bills are, are rounding out into playoff form here. I, I don't really think Atlanta's going to show up and go up there, play in the cold, and, and, and what, what I would expect to be not the most favorable conditions. I know they've been road warriors this year. But, I mean, that last game when they went to it, out to San Francisco, uh, they didn't really show up much there. Buffalo need, knows what they need to do, right? you got a bum sleigh for two weeks, and you are going to win the division and get a home game in the playoffs, which, again, a team like Buffalo, they need that. So I think Buffalo takes care of business here and uh, it dispatches the Falcons easily. Well, back to the marshmallows for the Bills. They've got their, their big uh... – a uh, big contest against the Patriots, the big uh, revenge game, and they came through, and now they go back to the to the softness of their uh, schedule. I, I've, I've ne- I don't know if I've ever seen a schedule like theirs, where it's either all it's all uh, good teams or just complete crap. There's no in the mid- in the middle that the Bills have been taking out. So I guess this pick comes down to: Do you believe that the Bills, are, you know, are back, and do you believe that they've uh, turned around whatever was ailing them? Uh, which might be boredom, which might be you know something else. No one really knows, but uh, you know, hipster Jay believes in, in his bills, and he's going to go with them and give the fourteen and a half. So that's not a surprise. Um, and they should they'll, they'll get you know Cole Beasley and Gabriel Davis back from from the goop list. Um, and it might be really crazy conditions up there. There's you know the cold weather is is one thing, but the the pro, uh, forecast in Buffalo is for fog. It might have a fog bowl situation up there. Don't know how dense it's going to be. It might, you know, might not be that bad, but it might be. Don't really know. Um, I guess I'm not with a whole whole lot of uh, confidence in the in the Falcons, but I'm going to, I guess, not believe that the Bills are all the way out of whatever they were going through. Like they turned it on for the Patriots because they kind of had to. Their backs were against the wall, and they. Like I said, that was uh, an incredible effort that I saw out of them last week, and, and I 
applaud them and hats off and can't take anything away from it. I just don't believe they're going to put that same effort forth against the Atlanta Falcons. The the motivation isn't there. I, I don't think they're going to really gear themselves up like that. I'm, you know, I'm sure they'll win the game, but it's 14 and a half. I, I don't see that. So we'll see if they prove me wrong. Uh, Philadelphia and Washington in the NFC East. Uh, all the way back in week 15, they played uh, a couple weeks ago that uh, the game was moved to Tuesday because of uh, the goop situation with Washington and the Eagles were able to hang on uh, and win that one uh, by 10 with uh, Garrett Gilbert as the Washington quarterback. So that won't be the issue uh, because beer man is back, but what is going on with the quarterbacks in the, uh, in the NFC East Dak is fine, but um Chico Rivera is talking about maybe uh, using Kyle Allen and, and, and sitting beer man down. Random um, Allen. <laughs> one of the random Allens. Um, you got uh, in New York, you got the situation with the two quarterbacks that, that Joe judge doesn't know which one to choose. Um, you, you had Jalen Hurts uh, briefly talked about maybe, Hey, Minshew mania had that great spot star. Maybe they should uh, stick with him. A lot of uncertainty with the quarterbacks in that division. Don't know exactly why. Um, but, yeah, uh, don't know if it's going to be uh, beer man the entire game, uh, uh, Tyler Heineken, or if it's going to be Kyle Allen uh, partially, maybe in and out. Don't know how that's going to go. Um, but in any event, it will be the Eagles uh, as the road favorite, uh, as four-and-a-half-point favorites at the Washington Potato Skins. Washington had that stretch early in the season where their defense stunk, and then they started playing a little bit of defense. You started watching them, and now it's all evaporated, and they're back to being completely trash on defense. They give up a ton of points. They, you know, they they, they may maybe if there's a strength, they're a little bit stout against the run, but a little bit stout against the run isn't going to be enough against the Eagles. Uh, I think the Eagles are kind of rolling. They're definitely the team with more more momentum. Um, I don't particularly like much of anything that Washington is doing. They, they seem to have lost the fight, um, you know, the fight that was in them. They had a lot of it. They, they, they were really being, like, you know, kind of scrappy and hanging in there, and that seems to have all evaporated. And you get your soul crushed like you did last week by Dallas in an effort like that. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll take the Eagles here. Uh, they're both going to have running back uh, issues. They're both going to be missing their starters. Miles Sanders broke his hand. He's out for the uh, Eagles, and Jordan Howard has a stinger, so he might uh, be compromised tomorrow. Uh, for Washington, uh, Antonio Gibson is out because he's got the goop, so Jared Patterson will be the uh, running back for Washington. Uh, yeah, real good outing uh, versus the Washington defense a couple weeks ago for, for Philadelphia. Uh, can they do it again? Can they copy that? Uh, I, I think they could, but I'm I guess I'm trusting Washington one more time, at least with the points. Um, I, I still see something uh, with Philadelphia. With a team like that, it's so obvious what their weakness is. You want to stop that running game and make Jalen Hurts throw. Um, and you know, same, really same principle as a couple weeks ago when I took Washington uh, as well that, hey, Washington's got a decent run defense. It's not great, but it's, it's pretty decent. And maybe they can stop Philadelphia from going for two hundo and make Jalen Hurts throw and make a mistake. Um, didn't work the first time, but I'm going to go with it again this time. At Washington, maybe the home field advantage will work for them. So uh, three for three so far. We're, we're 
going head to head on all these, so we were getting off to a hot start. Uh, let's see how we feel about the Buccaneers and the Jets. Tampa at eleven and four, and the Jets at four and eleven. Uh, Tampa, have they clinched a, anything yet? Um, they've clinched a playoff spot. Uh, looking to keep uh, battling in that uh, division. Um, trying to. No, they yeah, clinched no, the they, division too. They clinched the division. I was reading the uh, the, the 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 key wrong here. Uh, y is for division. X is for yeah. playoff spot. So they've clinched the division. They're still fighting for a, a possible uh, one seed because Green Bay is a game ahead of them. So they got to go out here and keep trying, but they've still got personnel issues. Uh, Antonio Brown's ankle, as I said, is a problem. He may not be able to play. Uh, Mike Evans should return from his hamstring injury, but it's a hammy. So, you know, definitely don't count on him to, you know, to come right back and be great. Um, and they've got defensive issues. JPP, Shaq Barrett are both out, along with uh, those other uh, defenders that got hurt uh, a few weeks ago and got put on IR. So uh, they're they're still the champs, and they still have the same roster from last year. But a lot of those guys are are hurt and and not playing right now. Um, Jay Crowder has a calf, and he's doubtful for the Jets on the other side. Uh, Tampa, big favorites, of course, uh, playing in New York. They are minus thirteen at the Jets. I, as much as it pains me for a team as beat up as the uh, Bucks to give that many points on the road, uh, it, it's the Jets. They're really bad. Um, yes, they beat the Jags. They've, they've maybe have they, they haven't really hung around much with too many teams this year. Uh, this team has gotten rolled up by uh, some superior opponents with ease. Uh, I think Tampa Bay shows up and and, and does enough. Uh, There's still enough remnant of the Super Bowl winning team that they were to, to easily handle a team like the Jets. Uh, I, I'm going to concur on that. Yeah, don't let Zach Wilson showing out on the Jaguars influence your projecting what he does against the champs. I don't know if yeah. he's going to have the same uh, success. He had a great run there. That that touchdown run was that was gutsy that was that was, athletic. that was a highlight. That was highlight worthy for yeah. sure. Now, is he going to do that to Tampa? Eh, I, I wouldn't bet on it. So I'm, I'm going to. It's a lot of points, and Tampa's missing a lot of guys, so I don't feel great about it, but I'm going to uh, go with Tampa as well and yeah. give the 13. Yeah, Tampa would need to be missing a lot more guys, like their plane would need to crash. <laughs> uh, they, if their quarterback was missing, that would be a cause for concern. Uh, but, but Tom yes, is still if this was Blaine Gabbert, I don't think this would be a 13-point spread. Uh, going out on a limb there. I, I concur with that. Uh, the other New York team has the same record, four and eleven. They're just as pathetic as the the, the Jets, probably. Uh, they are on the road at the five and ten Chicago Bears. So pathetic versus pathetic. Um, don't know how you have a whole lot of confidence in either one of these sides, uh, but the Giants are big six point underdogs at the Bears. I, I'm just taking the Giants here on a points play because I cannot trust the Bears as a six-point favorite against anybody. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, is this Nick Foles, I'm guessing, again? You know? It's Red Rifle. He's back under center. It's, it's it. Oh, geez. And I definitely like the Giants. <laughs> I love the Giants even more. I should be locking this up, but I'm not. Uh, it's QB1. 
Uh, yeah. No, no, thank you. I want nothing to do with this. I'll take the Bears by a field goal, and that's the most I would trust them here. This is tough because it's you got one principle of it's the Giants with the two quarterback thing, and as we know, two quarterbacks equals no quarterbacks. No quarterbacks, yes. Um, but then it's the Bears, and it's Red Rifle, and it's Matt Nagy who should be out of a job already. And God, you talk about both sides are sides you don't want to like. Yeah, Justin Fields' ankle is still uh, an issue. I think it's one of those. It's, just to add to the weirdness, I think he's back. Like I think Justin Fields is going to be the the number two quarterback. I think he's going to be active, but Red Rifle is definitely going to start. So I, I don't know. You know, Josh. Uh, Justin Fields, I keep calling him Josh. Justin Fields, if he's a starter, he's he should and he can play. He should be starting. But if he yes. can't go, then then deactivate him. You know, don't make him the backup because you know that almost guarantees that the Red Rifle gets hurt and then Justin Fields has to go out there and play anyway. But so now that we've gotten to this point of the season here and we've seen these teams, the the Bears. It, I, I've got to be more. I'm more perplexed by the Dalton signing now. <laughs> just by the fact that why wasn't this just Foles and Fields all season? I don't get it. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't get it either. All right. And they made such a big deal out of Dalton being oh, the QB one. Yeah. Like really? Yeah. It just perplexes me, you know. And then Foles gets a spot start, goes up to Seattle and wins again. That's a, he should have been the guy at, at Cleveland. He should have been the guy taking yeah. all the hits. Uh, you didn't need to spend any money on Andy Dalton. You could have spent that money on other players that you needed at positions, you know, to upgrade it. Hey, maybe go get a decent wide receiver. You could get a wide receiver for what you paid Andy Dalton. You'd probably get two of them. Which is why I'm just as done with Ryan Pates as I am with, with Matt. Nagy. I'm done with both of them. <laughs> it's, a, it's a combo meal. Yes. I'm, I'm, I can throw both of them out at the same time. Um, you, you took the words out of my mouth. I also cannot trust Chicago minus six against anybody. I don't understand oh, okay. that, that spread. All right. So. We're both taking the Giants. So we're back, we're back to a little kumbaya now. Uh, yes. Uh, Vegas goes to Indy. Uh, playoff implications there. Las Vegas at 8-7 and seven and fighting for their spot. Indy at 9-6 and six and still fighting for a spot as well. Um, Indy technically can still catch Tennessee uh, for the division. Uh, Tennessee would have to go on a, a bit of a losing streak uh, for that to happen. Um, Vegas is right now sitting 10th, so they're they're there, but they, they got some work to do. They got some people to climb, even though they got the same record as the seven seed uh, Miami. Uh, they're down in the 10 hold, uh, thanks to all the tiebreaker situations. Uh, but the you, you know it's going to be a tough game, uh, but the Raiders are the big underdog. They are plus eight at the Colts. Yeah, picking the Raiders here at any point line, you know, at any point spread is really asking – about trust. And this is just a team that's impossible to trust right now. I trust the Colts a lot more than I trust the Raiders. I mean, the Colts are going to bring that running game. They're going to be relentless. They got Carson Wentz cleared off of the protocols. So Carson Wentz is going to be there. And again, we, we had our full discussion in the first hour about Carson Wentz and no, he, he's not the answer. He's not the greatest, but He's a, he's, a, he's a steward of the offense. He runs the system, and he's been improving every week, and he's been playing mistake-free football. The Raiders aren't going to throw a lot of defense at you. They, they were good early, but I think they've been trending down 
defensively as well. Uh, I don't think they're going to hold up here against the Colts. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the Colts by about 10. Uh, yes, uh, Carson Wentz uh, has been already cleared today. He came down with the goop uh, at the beginning of the week, but with all the different changes in the protocols, uh, he's had enough time to already be cleared. And, uh, well, he's been – I, I want to get it right. He's been uh, activated off the list today, but he hasn't yet technically been cleared. He's still going to have to uh, test yeah. negative and, and all that tomorrow morning for them to officially clear him. So there's a chance he's still not going to be able to make it. Um, and that would be a big. It would. He's expected be a big deal to play, then. I guess is the word. It'd be a, a rookie quarterback, uh, Sam Ellinger, that would have to make the start for Indianapolis. But Carson Wentz being out uh, and Sam Ellinger being in, if that were to happen to me, changes nothing because Indianapolis has to play around their quarterback anyway. Uh <laughs> So that, that wouldn't even actually uh, – I'm not going to make any contingencies based on that. I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference. Uh, they've been playing around him very well, but uh, I think the Vegas offense can possibly make it tight, and I think that's it's a little too much trust on any team quarterback by Carson Wentz to say that they're uh, more than a touchdown favorite over uh, – you know, the, the Raiders aren't trash. They've just had a, a bunch of drama around them all year, but they're still 8-7. and seven. It's not like they're – you know, four and eleven or something like that. I'm going to take the points. I'll take the Raiders to to stay within eight. Uh, if they lose by seven, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, hey, that's that a cover. That I have to cover. win by ten. So we're both either, you know, <laughs> we're we're both either right on uh, opposite sides of this number. We're close. Could be a push. Yeah, it could. Uh, Kansas City and Cincinnati should be a good one. Uh, Chiefs at eleven and four, and the Bengals at nine and six. So the Bengals uh, haven't clinched anything. They believe it or not, they still uh, the, no one's That's clinched crazy. anything in the AFC except for Kansas City. No one, literally, uh, the the number two seed Titans could fall out of the playoffs still, and the Bengals are number three at the moment at nine and six. Um, but they can fall all the way out because of that jumbled up uh, division that they have. They they clinch the AFC North if they if they beat the Chiefs. Um, so they're they're trying to do that. The Chiefs are trying to clinch home field. Um, they would have to win, and Tennessee would have to lose in order for that to happen. So they both have a lot riding on this game. Um, should be a, a fun one. Uh, might be a, a fireworks show, uh, depending on if they can get past uh, the cold weather. You know it's going to be uh, cold in the Midwest and the North this weekend. Um but should be good. Uh, Travis Kelsey uh, will return from the goop list. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire will sit out with his shoulder injury for Kansas City. Uh, Chiefs are still the favorites here. They are minus four at the Bengals. Uh, probably my favorite game this week. Uh, this, this is this is a fun one, right? I mean, this is Cincinnati who has shown this season. I, I, they lead the league in guts. I'll give them that. <laughs> uh, they, they, they get to be the Jake DeLome team this season. Uh, for a team that we thought was going to be, you know, on the rise, but not necessarily that good. And they kept uh, coming up against these games where we just keep expecting them that oh, this is going to be a sunning. This is going to be a sunning. Every time we thought Cincinnati was going to show up in a spot and get sunned, uh, they've ripped people. So I'm not picking against them. I'm not saying <laughs> they're going to win, but. This feels like a field goal game to me either way. I think it's going to be the most fun game of the week. Uh, even in the cold, I think there's going to be a lot of points put up on the board. 
Cincinnati is going to come in. Cincinnati might be the biggest test defensively uh, for the Chiefs that they've had in a while because Cincinnati just comes at you so many different ways. They can run, they can throw, they don't just have one guy. I think they're confident. Uh, they're definitely cocky and confident. We, Joe Burrow doesn't lack confidence. Uh, no. I think I think he throws them into this game. I'll take Cincinnati and the points. Yeah, white hot Joe Burrow versus the steadily improving Kansas City defense. I, yeah. I, I completely agree with all of that. That'll be the biggest test that the KCD has had in a while. They've uh, had to hold up the Chiefs while they were going through their struggling offense. You know, quote scare quotes. They're struggling offense. Struggling um, offense. They're struggling. Yeah. number four rated offense in football. Man, how right they, now number which is right now number three. <laughs> how have they limped through this season with a number four offense and a number three? Yeah, um, but no, there's there's no doubt the defense had been holding them up for for a while now, um, and playing you know much better than anyone would possibly think. Uh, so now they run into uh, Joe Burrow, who yeah, like you said, thinks he's the the greatest thing since sliced bread. So yeah, this is going to be real fun. Uh, will Pat Mahomes come in ready to show Burrow who's still the man? Will he give the sunning uh, that uh, we think that the Bengals have been uh, asking for all year and haven't gotten because apparently they're much better than we than we thought they were? Uh, so two robust offenses. Um, I think the Kansas City defense would make the difference overall, but I was kind of surprised to see the spread. Like I thought this would be uh, close to a push situation. Yeah. To think about what the Bengals just got finished doing to Baltimore, and again, there's there's situations and circumstances to why the Ravens were that bad, but it's still a, an NFL team that uh, Cincinnati just completely whacked, um, and that team is is a four point dog to Kansas City is a little hard to believe. So um, I, I'm going to go uh, same thing as you to take the uh, the Bengals. Uh, with the points, uh, not necessarily to win, but to stay. Yeah, if, if Kansas City wins by a field goal at the end, then, then that absolutely covers. So, yeah, I think we both see that one uh, the same way. But, yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, most fun game of the week. As much as we talk about this improving Kansas City defense, this is still the 25th ranked pass D in football. It is, but, boy, they I, I, uh, really – They've come yeah. a long way since uh, the, the first half of the year when they were giving up 8.6 yards per throw, and now they're only oh. giving up 7.1. So they've right. really, you know, just on a per-play basis, they've definitely made a, a lot of strides. Uh, on to the Dolphins and the Titans. Uh, we aforementioned Titans are trying to put away that division. Uh, they're 10-5. and five. They can do that uh, by knocking off the Dolphins. Uh, or if the Colts lose, um, Dolphins still fighting and, and trying to stay in that, that soup in the AFC playoff race, currently the seventh seed, thanks to tiebreakers. Uh, unbelievable that they fought, fought their way from one and seven to, to where they are now. So, you know, give them credit for, for doing it. And no matter how little credit we want to take away from them because of the uh, the lack of competition. But in any event, they're there. Uh, almost a, a cop-out line for this one. The 8-7 and seven Dolphins, uh, three-and-a-half point dogs at the 10-5 and five Titans. I, I believe so little in the Dolphins here that I'm locking up the Tennessee oh. Titans in this game because I, I'm done with these guys. The Dolphins have bum-slayed, and that's great. The Tennessee has proven one thing. Yes, they lost Derrick Henry. They lost their MVP caliber running back. 
but they're not done. They're not bums. You know, as long as they've got a shell of that offense, they've been, you know, they, they have been getting uh, off, like running back production from just guys. But, you know, and, and Tannehill's been effective. As long as he's had either A.J. Brown or Julio Jones out there, uh, he, he's been holding up a very impressive win, what they did going out to San Francisco and winning that game last week. Um, I, they know that they're in the driver's seat. I think there's a disrespect angle going with the Titans. I think that a lot of people, like, they've got to have that attitude of, you know, when Derrick Henry got hurt, like, hey, you know, we were pretty much counted out. They were going to give this division to the Colts. And here they are on the verge of clinching the division, and the Dolphins are trash. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm taking the Titans. I, I really hesitate to keep denigrating and talking about the Dolphins because they just keep doing what they're supposed to do. I I, I think they're trash, too. I'm, I, I think we both see the same thing. But, man, they came out Monday night and said, who? Who's Ian but fuck him? And they just oh. completely owned him. So got to give them credit for, for what they've done. Um, but, yeah, in general, I think we, we both think the same thing about Miami. They're not nearly as good as, as the seven-game win streak. And the Titans love to, to be, the, be the underdogs. They love to come show everybody, hey, you thought we was down? Watch this. We're going to do this, and, and we're going to just keep playing quality football. I thought they were going to take a huge tumble uh, with the Derrick oh, Henry injury. Both of us did. And they, they just keep doing it. They keep staying there, and they keep winning football games. There they are at, at 10-5, and five and – uh, poised to, to put that division away. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of incredible what they've done, honestly. Um, yeah, Miami, uh, they're they're a different team since September. Uh, I'll give them credit for that. Uh, and Tennessee, sturdy as always. Uh, Tanny, uh, Brian Tannehill, that, again, another team trying to play good football in spite of their quarterback and not because of it. Uh, I hope he doesn't throw it away to his old team. Just uh, he's, he's got the <laughs> Dolphins. I hope he doesn't try to do too much and, and try to show them what they're missing and, and winds up making some mistakes and uh, throwing it away to them. Uh, they they got to rely on that run. They got to keep yeah. pounding that ball. They got to keep running that football. Like you said, with guys you don't know. That was Deontay uh, who, Foreman, uh, I believe, right. is the guy right now. Dontrell uh, Hilliard. Yeah, yeah, just got you know. It's complete guys. There's some scheme element to this, too. No, Ryan Tannehill is going to play a very clean game because his problem with the Dolphins was throwing the ball to the Dolphins. <laughs> he couldn't do it when he was on hey, the Dolphins. So in this game, as long as he doesn't throw it to the Dolphins, he's fine. <laughs> so he'll be great in this game. Just pretend like you're on the Dolphins and throw it to the Titans. Right. You'll be, you'll be fine. <laughs> uh Julio is not going to play. He, that that stupid hammy just keeps acting up. He's also got gooped earlier in the week. Um, but obviously, A.J. Brown can do it all by himself because that's basically what he did last week. He was an yeah. absolute monster. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to concur and give the three and a half and take Tennessee. They 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 like showing everybody, uh, hey, don't count us out. Don't underestimate yeah. us. And, yeah, I, I think they're going to put it on you, the Dolphins. Can you think of a team – that loves the disrespect angle more than the Titans. I don't know. I don't know if I can think of a team that loves it more. And, they love it. Mike Vrabel love loves it. The win it, win an ugly Titans. They're back. Yep. They absolutely love it, especially down there at their home in, in Nashville. They they got a great home field advantage too. So should should end the fish uh, win streak here. Should. <laughs> Man, oh, if, if Miami wins this one, not yeah. should better. <laughs> 
All right, biggest spread of the week. Little surprising considering last week's uh, result, but nonetheless, the completely awful FedEx mail-it-in team, Jacksonville Jaguars at 2-13, and 13, are 17-point underdogs at an angry Bill Belichick <sighs> in the 9-6 New England Patriots. I This is a hard one because, yeah, I mean, did Mac Jones show some chinks in the armor against the Bills? Well, yeah, that's also the number one defense in football. So I guess I'll give Mac Jones a pass for that, right? This is also Bill Belichick against a rookie quarterback. So I mean, we, this is the direction, this is the rudderless ship Jacksonville Jaguars offense, and they get to go to try to play against the, the goat coach, the scheme master, the guy who relishes uh, beating up on these rookie quarterbacks more than any other, as long as they're not that, that kid from the Jets. <laughs> you know, as long as it's not him. Uh, Mike White. Like Mike White. As long as it's not the great Mike White, I think Bill <laughs> Belichick's record is safe with uh, with the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's so many points. This is the only thing I'm having a hard time getting my head around. But I'm going to give them all. <laughs> Jacksonville is so bad. Um, you, you know, they, they clearly are, are terrible. They had chances to beat the Jets. I don't know if they're just tanking for the, for the pick or what's going on. But, yeah, Belichick and, and Mac Jones are coming off that loss. They need to keep the pressure on the Bills. Uh, they're definitely capable of bum slaying, you know. I mean, 24-3, to three, that covers. Hey, my pick was 27-3, uh, to three, so we're on the same track there, too. <laughs> like, the only bright spot of the Jags' offense is their running back, James Robinson. He busted up his Achilles last week, oh, so he's completely man. finished. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to concur. Belichick against uh, any rookie quarterback, but especially this kid, uh, Trevor Lawrence, who gets worse and worse and worse every week. I do not understand. I, I, well, do you blame him? I, at this point, can you honestly just blame no, Trevor Lawrence? It, it, I, it's a, I definitely would not say it's all on him. No. Yeah, no. Somebody gets another incomplete this season. Like, the, this, season this is a lost season. For you know Trevor Lawrence, for, hopefully for him, all he's learning here is like the speed of the game and things like that. Because uh, I don't think he's getting anything of value down there in Jacksonville right now. He's not playing like it. He's playing like he's got like no teaching or no tutoring at all. Like he's no. by himself. Like, here you go, kid. Go get killed. Go get him. I guess I guess he stayed healthy. He's got that going. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, but tell it. me one, tell me one Trevor Lawrence highlight, quick. Late afternoon football. <laughs> we'll see the uh, Houston Texans go out to Santa Clara to take on the 49ers. Uh, Brandon Cooks will return from the Goop for Houston. Um, as far as San Fran, Trey Lance time once again. He's going to get a spot yep. start for uh, Janine Garoppolo, who busted up his thumb. And Elijah Mitchell should finally return uh, from his knee injury at running back after missing several weeks. Uh, Texans four and eleven. They are thirteen point dogs at the eight and seven Forty Niners. Uh, Trey Lance scares me enough. Not that he's bad, but that he's a rookie and that he can do rookie things. And I, I, every time I close my eyes and think of Trey Lance, I see that quadruple clutch that he had. <laughs> In that, in that game where I think it was Debo How long Samuel are you going to hold that against him? Was, oh, man. Uh, well, how much has he played since then? How much um, meaningful football has he played since that moment? Not a whole lot. 
So until he shows me that that's not who he is, I'm going with General Mills. I'm taking Houston to keep it under 13. The one good drive might be enough. You know, Kyle Shanahan should be able to manage Trey Lance to a squish over this team, but should. The, just the, the thirteen for for a kid that has hardly played. I just I, I can't see that. And and yeah, Houston showed that they got some some guts about them, and then maybe General Mills has got some guts, and maybe he's going to be the guy that they once they get rid of Deshaun Watson, they, they turn it over to General Mills and let you know. Let's see how long he can uh, hang with it. We've we've seen that over the years, and they. Uh, a team turns it over to a sort of a journeyman quarterback and see how, you know, how much run can we get out of you until we have to spend some capital and get a real quarterback in here. So, yeah, I'm going to concur and and take the points. And I like San Fran too, of course, you know, that's my pet team. I'm I'm, like, I guess I'm hipster uh, Dre with the 49ers, like your hipster Jay with the bills, but uh, minus 13 with, with Trey Lance, uh, yeah. And you don't know what he's going to do throwing the football at all. Yeah, that, that's a that's a bit much. I mean, I'd have a hard time at minus thirteen with Jimmy G. Right. And I'm not you saying what he's going to win here. I'm not I'm not going upset right. alert. But yeah, this has got that sort of like you know twenty seven seventeen kind of feel to it. Yeah, uh, I can I can see something like that. What I I got twenty to eleven. I don't know why. I, Ooh, such a weird score. That but. feels like a yeah. That, that that truly is the one good drive. You get an eleven up on the board. That's a garbage <laughs> time touchdown. Right. Yeah. I think that's pretty much what I see. Is like fourth quarter uh, down twenty to three, and oh, let's get this and go for two and try to. <laughs> but even if they don't get it, twenty to nine covers. <laughs> it, it, indeed, it does. Uh, Denver and the Clippers. Uh, Denver at seven and eight. L. A. at eight and seven. Uh, both of them fighting to get into that uh, upper echelon of the uh, AFC soup uh, in the wild card race. Uh, Broncos, uh, big seven and a half point dogs out in SoFi at the Clippers. Yeah, I go back to that first game. Denver's defense really handled uh, Justin Herbert, and you know, in that game up in Denver. Um, if this was Teddy Teddy Bridgewater, I might go with them, but this is Drew Locke. It's more Drew Locke. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and you're facing a Chargers team that just got embarrassed by Houston. Uh, yeah, I, this doesn't really feel, although I, you know, n- never underestimate the Chargers' ability to let somebody hang around on them. Um, yeah, I, I think that the Chargers are going to be able to handle Denver. I mean, clearly they need to run nine in the box, <laughs> 10 in the box in this game, because Denver's only hope in this game is to take advantage of that little, that leaky chargers uh, run D. But I think the chargers are going to at least be smart enough to know that here. And drew Locke's not going to put a lot of pressure on the secondary. So yeah, I'll, I'll take the chargers and give the points. Yeah. 28 to 13, uh, Denver beat LA. Yeah. They whooped 12, them. Uh, beyond 147 yards rushing as a team. Uh, Pat Sertan, uh, the second, showing our age, uh, not not the original Pat Sertan for the Dolphins, oh. but his kid uh, had two INTs in that game for the Broncos. Um, this is a jumbled pick because of there's so many uh, goop situations on both sides. Uh, goop outbreak on Denver. Uh, Jerry Judy and uh, some wide receivers, Corlin Sutton, uh, are, are going to be deactivated. Uh, the defensive player Bradley Chubb and, and others um, on the other side for LA. 
um, they're going to get uh, their running back, Austin Eckler, and their wide receiver, Mike Williams, back. They were gooped last week, so they get to get them back in the fold, but they are not out of the woods. Uh, they got Jared Cook, their tight end, um, is going to go on the goop list this week, um, and maybe some others will join him as well. So a uh, little uncertainty as far as the rosters in that one. Um, basically, I'm going to take uh, Denver because it's a hook because it's seven and a half, and that hook yeah, kind of scares me with that. that. You know, with the, you know, L.A. keeps everyone close, um, and and – uh, L.A. with that terrible run defense uh, should allow Denver to, to stay close and, and just on the running game alone. Um, you know, Denver ground versus Clippers air. It's a, you know, bit of a toss up there. Uh, both should have big, big success uh, against the other. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to take the seven and a half. Uh, if they lose by a touchdown, I'll win that pick. Uh, all right, Arizona and Dallas. Who believes in the Cardinals to turn things around uh, in Dallas the way the Cowboys are playing right now. The cards are 10-5, and five, and the Cowboys are 11-4. They're definitely not playing like those records. Arizona's playing much worse than their record indicates, and the Cowboys uh, showed a lot last week uh, in their big Sunday night beatdown. Cards are six-and-a-half-point dogs at Jerry World. It's so tempting. It is so tempting to take Arizona here to kind of stand up and give that, like, you know, that one last charge. Man, that that Dallas offense is hitting on all cylinders right now. Uh, they've got the two-headed attack with the running backs. I think they, I think uh, Tony Pollard's actually uh, become more of that number one guy. Uh, even though Zeke had a decent game last week, found the end zone, but they've got that really nice sort of two-headed attack, um, which is working. They've got all the receipts. Yeah, there's so much offense going on, and this Arizona fade, which I, which I mean. It has just been – it's been painful to watch. And then without DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, that was tempted to lock up this game um, just off of all of that. But, yeah, Arizona, as tempting as it is to say that they're going to stand up for themselves, this is a team that lost to the Lions. This is a team that's looked, that's just, has looked bad repeatedly lately. Um, and Dallas just seems to be that team that's just rolling uh, going into the playoffs and, and, and knows that they do have that shot. Um to get that number one seed. So, you know, sure they want that. Uh, I know there's a lot of Packer fans that are going to be Cardinal fans tomorrow, but uh, I don't see it happening. I'll, I'll take Dallas squish. Yeah, this would have been a real fun shootout uh, if New Hopkins was around, but uh, going to Dallas the way they're playing right now uh, and engaging in a shootout without your number one receiver, that, that seems like bad news for, for the Arizona Cardinals. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to concur and give the six and a half. I think the the Cowboys are going to going to steamroll them as well. I haven't heard a lock out of you yet. Correct. Uh, <laughs> will it be in Will it be in the uh, NFC South matchup of the Panthers and the Saints? Um, Carolina at five and ten, and the Saints at seven and eight. And uh, all the way back in Week Two, Carolina uh, easily handled them down in Charlotte, twenty six to seven. And if we remember that one. It was weird, uh, not just because Sam Darnold went for 305 and two TDs, but also because Jameis Winston was coming off of the surprise of, of week one, uh, yeah. destroying the Green Bay Packers and looking like a, a world beater, and then comes into this game and goes for 111 and two INTs. And it's like, 
Okay, yeah. Jameis uh, being completely inconsistent. You don't know what you're getting from one game to the next. That that hasn't changed. Nothing. That's why he's the uh, wild thing. <laughs> indeed. Uh, so obviously he's not going to be uh, available for this one, but Taysom Tebow uh, will return and come off the goop list and get the start for New Orleans. And New Orleans is very happy about that after uh, what, what, what Ian Book did for them. Ugh, that was terrible. Uh, Panthers are be- probably because of that. They're actually definitely because of that. Uh, Panthers are the big underdog here, plus six and a half at New Orleans. I'm I'm taking these points. I'm taking Carolina. I wouldn't be shocked if Carolina won the game. I'm not the biggest Taysom Tebow guy. Uh, Carolina, yes, on paper they play good defense, but I don't I don't trust Taysom Tebow. I know he's going to make some plays, but he's going to be capable of giving it back to you just as easily as anything else. I think Sam Darnold's fresh. If he's anything, he's he's probably one of the freshest guys going to be out there on the field tomorrow. And uh, I think Carolina plays enough uh, plays enough defense against Tebow, Taysom uh, <laughs> Tebow, that is, and the uh, <laughs> Saints' offense to uh, to kind of stymie them. I'm, I'm actually taking Carolina here on the upset alert. Mm. Uh, yeah, we we called Taysom Tebow uh, that name so much. It, I almost sometimes fool myself into thinking that Tebow's playing, uh, but it's not. It's uh, Taysom Hill, of course. It's Taysom Hill. Uh, but, but yeah, Ghost Boy versus Taysom Tebow or Taysom Hill. Um, I, I know one thing. I love the under. I'm not locking anything up in this one either, but I love this <laughs> under. Um, so Darnold back starting is the official announcement, uh, I, I believe, from uh, Matt Rule. Uh, and I think that's probably uh, going to lean towards what I have been saying, and I've been on record, correct me if I'm wrong, the way that they should, that the Panthers should have used Cam Newton uh, when they picked him up all yeah, along, gadget, which is the, gadget guy. The, the the end zone Superman guy and, you know, the short yeah. yardage guy. Um, if you need a, you know, if you're, even if you're in the middle of the field, if you only need a yard or two, now you send them in out there and you can run some option. Or you can, uh, you don't have to just plow them up the middle. You can, you know, try to fool the, the defense as well. But, what you don't want is him out there trying to be a full quarterback and throw the ball and, and hit the, the out patterns and the, the, the square ends and the, 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 you know, the crossing routes and all that. Cause he can't do all that shit. He just, his arm isn't that good anymore. He, he just can't do it. So this is probably what that's going to be. Is Sam Darnold doing everything in between the, the twenties and then uh, Cam Newton coming in and doing the Superman stuff. So I concur. I will take Carolina to stay close with the plus six and a half. That's a lot of points uh, to to give to to Taysom Tebow. Um, And I think the Panthers will play the game the way it's supposed to be played. Um, And and they'll stay within uh, a touchdown of the Saints. And they might might win. That that, that may well be an upset. Uh, The Lions and the Seahawks is even more an upset if if either one of them win because they're both so bad. Uh, Detroit two twelve and one, Seattle five and ten. Uh, Russell Wilson was feeling a little uh, lonely because Big Ben was getting all the attention about uh, it was going to be his last game. So Russell Wilson volunteers, "Hey, this might be my last game in, in Seattle," even though uh, Seattle still has him under contract, which shows he's really trying to get out of there. Um, so with all of that, Detroit uh, is. Uh, looking at Jared Goff uh, still trying to get off of that sore knee. Looks like he's not going to make it. So more Tim Boyle at quarterback uh, for the Lions. Uh, but they should get De- uh, DeAndre Swift back off the goop list at running back. 
Lions are plus seven and a hook at the Seahawks. You know what? I don't really care about this game, but I'll tell you what. One of these teams has a ton of fight, and that's the Lions. And I'm going to take the Lions here. Even with Tim Boyle, he's terrible, but he's playing against one of the worst defenses in football. This Russell Wilson, hey, I I might be leaving. Yeah, it doesn't have the emotional weight, I think, that the Roethlisberger one is going to have on on Monday night. So I'm going to take the Lions, the ankle biters. They they will always give you a fight. Uh, And I think this is way too many points for an awful Seattle team. Well, I tell you what, I think it will have – uh, an emotional impact, uh, the same as Ben Roethlisberger. Just because oh. it's out, just because it's out in the West, doesn't mean it's not going to have a, a big punch. Hey, mm-hmm. Russ brought a championship to, to Seattle, just like Ben brought a couple of championships to Pittsburgh. I, yeah, I think Seattle looks at uh, Russ the same as Pittsburgh looks at Ben. I really do, and I think they're I both think probably going to be Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I think that's a bargaining chip for Russell Wilson. I don't think that's no. uh, like I'm about but, to retire. <laughs> no, no. I, I understand why he's doing it and why he's saying it. It's definitely different motivations. Yes. Uh, but as far as impact, as far as both of them going out on the field and getting uh, the love and the applause from the from the crowd, I think they're both going to have very similar reactions. And I think Russ has the physical tools to actually make that count for something, unlike Ben Roethlisberger. So I'm going to give the points and take Seattle oh. minus seven and a half. I'm not locking that one up either. Uh, but I actually think Russ will play uh, a much better game than he usually plays uh, just because of the uh, the emotional situation there for for him. Um, and I will give the seven and a half there. And Tim Boyle is absolutely atrocious. On Sunday night, the Vikings play the Packers. Uh, is it going to be single digits up there uh, in Lambeau Field? Yep, uh, closer to zero uh, by the time they get into the meat and potatoes of this game. Uh, Kirk Cousins is gooped. He will not play a quarterback for Minnesota. It's going to be someone named Sean Mannion. Five years, uh-huh. zero touchdowns, three INTs. That's the resume for Sean Mannion. And they won't have a, a Adam Thielen at receiver. He's on uh, injury reserve with his ankle injury. But Dalvin Cook will return, so it's not all bad for Minnesota. Uh, they are big 13-point dogs there in Rodgers and the 12-3 and three yeah. pack. You tell you what, Dalvin Cook owns the Packers. I know that but the Packers know that too. And they also know that there's going to be zero threat of a passing game against them in this game. Talk about another game where you need nine or 10 or 11 or 12 in the box. I don't think the Packers are going to let Dalvin Cook beat them. They're going to dare Sean Mannion (laughs) to go on the road in what could be sub-zero temperatures by later in this game. Uh, Yeah, this this doesn't line up well for the Vikings. I think the Packers, uh, the Packers squish them. Uh, Vikings had a surprise win in week 11. It was a back-and-forth affair, yep. um, and they came out on top, 34-31. The QBs in that game combined for 726 yards, seven touchdowns, no interceptions. Kirk Cousins isn't playing in this one, as I just said. So no Kirk, no repeat of that, and the Packers are going to be out for revenge off of that upset win, playing against Sean Mannion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't think Mr. Mannion is going to have yep. much success. So that'll Can't be my blame you lock. one bit for that. <laughs> I thought that's where you would land once, yeah. once we once I looked at the remaining games. All right, the uh, the Roethlisberger retirement game, the last Monday nighter of the year. How do you think that's going to go? The public thinks it's going to go to the Cleveland Browns because the seven and eight Browns are three point favorites on the road at the seven seven to one Steelers. I'm giving it to the Steelers. One for the road. Yeah, I can understand uh, that sentiment. 
I'm giving it to the Browns because, like I was saying with the Russ pick, I don't think Ben has the physical tools to come out and have this great game <laughs> to go out on top. That's yeah. just that, – that's a fantasy, and that sounds yeah. good, but just imagining – he's probably going to get a chance to. He's probably going to throw well, 60 I mean, freaking real, times. Realistically, didn't the Browns retire Roethlisberger in that wild card game? He just didn't get the memo? He, he should have. Uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, I don't think they have much of a chance – Again, that's the type of game Tomlin wins, but I'm going to go with the Browns in this one. More on after show. And now into our VIP after show program. I can't hear those uh, the violins in that song anymore without thinking of your daughter dancing around and then wiggling too. To, to that oh, song, yeah, you... yeah, like she's like she was like <laughs> yeah, like the snake charmer dance. <laughs> and you told me that uh, she she loves dancing to that music. Now every time I hear it, I think of your your daughter. So that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. Well, just think she'll be ten soon. Amazing. Uh, yeah, absolutely amazing. Where does the time <sighs> go? Oh man. It's been it's been it's been a it's been a fun ride these these almost ten year ten years of of you know being being a dad. I'll tell you what I don't remember what life was like before kids. <laughs> it's been that long. You don't even remember. <laughs> I don't even I, I I don't remember. You know what I I mean? That's like a different me. I mean, that was like somebody else's life. I remember. I only remember because I'm. That was the last time I I was up there. Was was for your wedding, and the kids weren't there yet, obviously. Right. You we've been down your way with them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the last time you were here was yeah that was that was my wedding, and we were child free at that point. Mm-hmm. Not for long, mm-hmm. but we were child free <laughs> at that point. I was up there uh, helping helping you guys uh, pick pickets uh, picket. Uh, Pick yeah. your fence out of the ground and then dig that other stuff. And I don't know what the heck I, I was doing, but uh, I had to go down, go sit down and 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 rest a spell right after that because my heart started doing some stuff. So I don't know if I ever told you guys about that, but uh, that that was more much more strenuous than I thought it was going to be. So I had to, yeah, that I definitely was, had to had to take a seat. That was work pulling the fence yeah. posts out after our, our fence that blew over. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, uh, yes, that was some tough stuff. That. Yeah, my wife. We, we still talk about the. Uh, I think we we found it when we were cleaning out the garage this summer. The uh, the fake uh, flower bouquet that you and I had to make with 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 the stapler. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> we still had that. Wow. So yeah, that's that yeah, was a really long time ago. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, go and then you uh, you know going to get the the mani pedi uh, because you, you know my yeah. wife wanted us to go and you were like well you know I'll go I'll go if Jason's going because you just assumed I was going to be like no right and then when you said that I was I was like oh it's on <laughs> you're like oh I gotta say yes now yeah so yeah, now, I, yeah so I pulled your punk card and then you you pulled it right back you <laughs> fooled me. <laughs> I did enjoy our little Twitter back and forth uh, when I sent you that thing about uh, somebody referencing the way I play Madden. I, I thought oh. that was uh, pretty <laughs> funny when they were like, you know, pretty much anybody who actually played ball control in Madden was an asshole. And I was just like, oh, I guess I'm the asshole then. 
Uh, yes, I concur. Yeah, I remember how like frustrated you would get when I would go on 14 play drives in uh, Madden against you and just convert th- every third down. And I don't think I ever told you about this either, but I went on from there to uh, – play a couple of times against like my uncle's son's friends or something like oh, that. No. And so I started doing that to them and they got so frustrated. Oh yeah. You want to, I mean, it works. It's not yeah. just, it's not just good football strategy. It's like you're messing with your opponent psychologically. Cause they just are expecting it's Madden. So you're just going to play bombs away. They don't expect exactly. you to actually run the playbook. Exactly. They, this kid, when I was pulling out screen passes, he had no idea. He, did, he was like, "What? What was that? What?" He didn't know what you know, I was doing. I mean, I remember playing like, like who runs on third and seven? You know, <laughs> right? But you would get the first downs because I had all my blitz packages yeah, ready. Because yeah, who runs on third and di- seven? Yeah. Who runs on third and seven? I'm in dime defense. I'm not right. pressing anybody. Yeah, there's just running lanes everywhere. So, you know, and then the next time it gets to a third down, oh, I'm going to stack the line and throw over the top. So it's just mm-hmm. that's that was always the fun um, of that game. Yeah, I thought it was funny because, you know, John Madden died this week and everybody's talking about, you know, Madden football. And, and, and you know, and obviously John Madden had other contributions than just John Madden football, but – Anybody who's, you know, 25 or younger um, probably doesn't have a whole lot of recollection of him in the booth, um, definitely doesn't have any recollection of him as a as a coach or an actual football yeah. personality like that. They just think of John Madden football. Yep. Well, the and the, the game came out, you know, obviously while he was still broadcasting, so – uh, right. But a lot of, but yeah, you're right. A lot of the kids don't even remember him as a broadcaster because his last game, I believe, was that uh, Steelers Super Bowl win with Santonio Holmes, uh, making that great touchdown catch. I think yeah. that was his last game. It was one. Uh, so, I mean, it was towards the end, and that was a while ago. I mean, that was what ten? Yeah. Well, oh God, no, that was oh. Two thousand nine, maybe. Yeah, oh nine. So we're talking, you know. So if you're you know, 20, 25 years old, most of your football watching life of like watching and understanding football, John Madden was not a part of that. Right. And, and even for us. Right. And for us, we never saw a coach, really. Exactly. We never had any idea that he was a coach, except for, you know, right. every now and then you see some old uh, highlight clips of it. So, um, so John Madden for us growing up was Madden and Summerall. Yeah, the broadcast group. Right. That was – that was John Madden for us and the boom, you know, and all the, you know, the, 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 <laughs> the telestrator stuff. and yeah. the turducken and all that. Yeah. So, you know, that was, that was what that was uh, for, for our growing up and, and watching football when he was like the, the head CBS crew with him and Pat Summerall and people just went, who? Um, yes, uh, Google it, people. Back, back when the NFC was on CBS. Long when, when, time the, ago. when the NFC, yes, when the NFC was on CBS exclusively, and you had the, the the NFL Today, and you know Jimmy the Greek and Irv Cross and Brent Musburger, <laughs> and then when uh, Fox uh, bought the NFC, uh, Man and Summerall, yeah, he, uh, they migrated, mm-hmm. and you'd have the you know the turducken and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the Madden game goes, of course, I have the experience that you can speak to because you saw it uh, firsthand that 
when I went through my little breakdown situation with the uh, the awful relationship that I had uh, in my uh, late twenties, uh, Madden and of course uh, NBA Live and uh, MVP Baseball played huge yep. huge parts in sort of I don't want to say rehabilitating me, but I needed something to do in my life that didn't involve pussy because pussy was driving me literally crazy. And Madden was there the, the, and the, and the other two games as well. And I really went full hog on it. I went uh, notebooks, keeping the schedule. Uh, I, I would take the, the, uh, the PlayStation system and the games with me uh, to, to people's houses uh, if I was staying overnight because I had to stay on my schedule because that's what I needed at that time in my life because I needed that structure. And it was there, and I'm very glad it was there, and I don't have to do that anymore because now I'm happily married. Uh, but at that time in my life, it, it, it was it was something I really, really needed. And I'm sure there's other people with stories, with similar stories like that, that the, the structure that it, it gives you uh, for people like me who will never – uh, coach high school, coach uh, college, anything like that. Um, it gives us the opportunity to put our minds and, and our and our energies into sports uh, in a way that you know, if we were coaching, if you know, we can now imagine right. that thanks to those games. Hey, if I was you know third and thirteen and down two scores, what would I do? Or uh, up two scores and all that stuff. Um, it's it's uh, the the techno the technological advances of those games that made them so uh, much closer to real football. Of course, we remember the '80s and the video games. There, you get you know basically four options for your plays. Um, but Madden comes along and he ins- insists on it being uh, more realistic. I definitely remember reading many years ago about like he had to fight uh, the the I think it was EA Sports uh, from the beginning. Um, to make it 11 on 11 because all those other football video games was basically, you know, seven on seven, five on five, right. uh, just trying to keep it as simple as possible. And he wanted it to be as close to real football as it could possibly be with actual offensive linemen and actual, you know, defensive linemen and uh, linebackers and secondaries and everything that you actually have to think about. So um, isn't, not just his name being on the game, but his his input and his insistence uh, of a high quality of that game. That's why it is you know so far and ahead the the leading sports uh, game uh, you know of all time and continues to be every year for good reason because of the high quality and the high standard. And you actually have John Madden to thank for that because he insisted on it. And EA played dirty. EA was able to buy the exclusive rights um, away. Uh, you know, or by the exclusive rights to the NFL franchise um, when there were some competitors that were starting to rise up against them. So they, they definitely monopolized uh, that. They paid big money for it, um, but they became the dominant uh, football franchise, you know, uh, back in, what, 2005. Uh, they've been the exclusive game. And I, and I actually believe that that's, that's sub, somewhat stagnated that Madden franchise, that's not Madden's fault. That's more of an EA thing uh, where every year now Madden feels basically just like a, a patch, <laughs> the new, you know, 
It's like they should just come out with one version of Madden and just keep updating the rosters and you, know, you just play like Madden online and you only have to buy the game once or just make it free to play and then just buy the new rosters every year because uh, the incremental improvements since they actually bought the rights to the franchise have been uh, have been sad. Uh, my favorite Madden was Madden 03, um, I, which I believe was the one that you played the hell yeah. out of. Um, that was by far and away my favorite Madden of all the Madden games. Uh, wasn't the most graphically intense one, but I'll tell you what, you know, it's more photorealistic now, but I don't believe that the gameplay is dramatically better now, uh, than it was back then. Because I've played the more recent Maddens and it's like, I mean, it's just just the same game over and over and over again. So, but even that one uh, back then, your mother was still walking in and thinking it was an actual football game. No, I, I mean, Matt, yeah, I mean, MVP Baseball, Madden 03, you know, and NBA Live. That that generation, those mid-2000s when EA was really, like, in the prime of making those sports titles. Um, yeah. You know, because there were competitors. 2K Sports was really starting to, you know, put the screws to them. Uh, their baseball franchise just got obliterated by the, the show. Uh, the, the Sony mm. franchise, that MLB The Show is just, yeah, there's a reason why EA is not out there putting out baseball games anymore. Uh, they, they clearly just don't have the ability to compete with that franchise. And uh, 2K uh, put the screws to them with the NBA. So right. EA had to buy those rights away from the NFL because uh, EA had, uh, I'm sorry, uh, they had put out NFL 2K5, uh, you know, back in 2005, and then uh, Sega released that for 20 bucks. At, and that's still my favorite football game of all time. But most of my favorite football memories came from Madden 03. Yep. Yeah, that just happened to be the game that was out when I, you know, went through my situation. So, yeah. but yeah, it was a it was a great game. Um, I was able to keep that franchise going for so long that there was literally no real players left by the time I was uh, through playing it. Yeah, the made-up guys make it fun. Oh, man, especially when you you're succeed more, with them and you, and you remember them. You end up more right. We, we make jokes about, you know, Baron Armstrong and, <laughs> that was my quarterback. and you know, Eli, Eli Fortner, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and Ramon Baez. It's one from each franchise there. We, we make jokes about these guys, but... You know, we, we you, I think you have more attachment to the made-up guys than you do the the digital avatars of the real guys. You know. Well, for yeah, for guys like us who go into that franchise mode and take pride in building teams and actually sitting yes. there scouting and trying to figure out which of the made-up guys is the best fit for my team, which one's going to actually produce the best. Uh, like I said, that's uh, that was the appeal. Uh, for guys like us who don't go into coaching, uh, but who still have those, uh, you know, have a love of sports that 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 much of a love that we could be coaches if we if we wanted to, uh, and have that so much knowledge because we've been watching for so many years since we were children, uh, yeah. that that gave us the the chance to go you know and be the GMs and be the coach and and you know pretend like we're you know on those on those same levels and it, I don't know what I would have done uh, with my life. Uh, if I didn't have that that outlet, if I didn't have that opportunity to to put so many resources into that and and do that, and I know that I'm you know that that the weird guy. I know that there's people that will uh, are probably still talking about me to this day from back then. Hey, 
are you still friends with that guy that used to carry his video game everywhere that he went and, and used to play and keep track of the scores and whatnot in the, in the notebook? Um, I, I, I'm that guy. I, I get it. I understand it. I admit it. But, man, I needed that at that time in my life, and, and I'm just I'm very grateful and glad that I had it. And, and I'm grateful for, uh, to John Madden for, like I said, insisting on having such a high-quality game uh, to allow me to sort of lose myself in, in that because at that point in time, I needed it. Yeah, and, and you know, you go back, and uh, my God, I mean, we we always made, uh, I always we always made fun of Joe Madden. We haven't brought it up uh, a lot with the you know the Drew Bre- Drew Bledsoe played a hell of a game uh, <laughs> after he pretty much crapped the bed in that Super Bowl against the Packers. But you know, you think about where the you know Fox crew, you know, with the gold standard for them right now is Buck and Aikman. Oh man, yeah. uh, those guys, you know, as sick as we got. Of Madden and Summerall, uh, I'd take Madden and Summerall over Buck and Aikman any day. Now that we don't have them, we we miss them terribly. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Absence makes the fart heart, the fart. Absence <laughs> makes the heart grow fonder. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Oh. <laughs> Absence makes the fart grow harder. What? No. I don't know. <laughs> Man, I'm tired. <laughs> oh my god, that is awesome. That is a uh... <laughs> you're gonna rip that one, aren't you? <laughs> I, I Wait, should. so to speak. <laughs> no, it sounds like you ripped that one. Uh... <laughs> oh man, I have a feeling that one's getting pulled off the show and and, and put under the that makes the fart. Yeah, oh no. Oh. Hey hey. Oh wow. Um. I, I don't know if I can go on after that. I don't think I, I don't think I have anything else to add. To that. I, 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 I can't I, top I, that. I, I took your will to to, <laughs> to host the to, to host the show. I, I, I don't really have much left anyway. I I, I would say uh, also R I P uh, yeah. to, to to Betty White. Um, just a Dan Reeves, unbelievable run uh, that she had. Yeah, Dan Reeves died today. Yeah, yeah. Saw that. Uh, the dirty the dirty birds. Uh, you know, got those Dirty Bird Falcons to the Super Bowl. Uh, coached all those Elway teams. It's crazy that um, that's my first visual when I think of Dan Reeves is him standing up there doing the Dirty Bird dance. Doing the Dirty the Bird NFC with Jamal title. Anderson, yeah. Uh, it's crazy how images, certain images, stick in your head. I don't, I don't know if that was his proudest moment uh, in life, but that's the, no, the first thing. No, uh, but I'll of. tell you what that 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 '98 Falcons team. I know they lost the Super yeah. Bowl. That, that was a fun team. That that Dirty Bird team. That 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 was sort of that lightning in a bottle. That 14 and two uh, run that they went on. That championship game against. I mean, we won't get cast on the show, uh, but that '98 huh. championship game still the greatest uh, championship game I think. Uh, I've ever seen. I mean, that was that that game they played against the Vikings was back that just that back and forth, and there was drama and comebacks, you know, and the missed field goal. The guy who hadn't missed a field, Gary Anderson hadn't missed a field goal all year, mm-hmm. yet misses a 38 yarder that would have iced the game, and then uh, yeah, that, that touchdown to Terrence Mathis to send it to overtime, and then Morton Anderson kicks him into the Super Bowl. So, yeah, the personalities on that like, team. Oof. Not like I don't. Oh man, yeah, Chris Chandler playing out of his mind that year. Um, you know, with uh, Jamal Anderson having that that season he had, and then comes back the next season, blows his knee out in the first game. 
Yeah. yeah and that was pretty much the end of him after that that run that he had for them. Um, yeah, that, that was a, that was a fun that was a fun team. I remember Tony Martin just eighty yard bomb every week. It seemed like. And then we won't talk about Eugene Robinson. And then yeah, and then that sort of yeah, Eugene Robinson. And, you know, well, hey, he's in the Hall of Infamy. Uh, he is, uh, that, but that whole team could be in the uh, in the Hall of Infamy because that was the dirty that was oh, quite the, the dirty team. Birds, but yeah, they were they were a fun group. They were a fun mm-hmm. group, you know. But how many times do we have a, a an NFC championship or even an AFC championship with a fifteen and one and a fourteen and two team? Not very often, and and like you said, that game had all the drama and all the the back and forth, and it was, it was uh, I definitely remember watching it. And uh, as Randy Moss's rookie year. Oh yeah, and then Randall Cunningham, yeah, playing out of his mind. Yeah, uh, quite a quite a run of of deaths in the last uh, few days, right leading right up to to the New Year is crazy. Um, and and that Betty White one was was really crazy because I I was just yeah, walking around was in the like store all about to celebrate her for turning a hundred yeah. and every you know, oh it's gonna be crazy she's gonna have this hundred year interview but she's dead. Oops, almost made it. Um, they, they, there was tabloid. I'm walking around in the, in the store and I'm seeing, you know, papers celebrating her hundred. Betty White turns 100. And it's like, um, you got to get there first. Didn't quite get there. Yeah. You, you, yeah, it was nice to, to put it out thinking she was going to make it because she's got to this point and it's like, she's never going to die. So, you know, I, they, I thought yeah. she was going to go to 115. I know that. So <laughs> they had their Dewey defeats Truman moment. Yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> whichever news, whichever tabloid that was, People Magazine or something. And there goes the rest of our audience. Uh, uh, if you didn't think, know by now. They probably think we're talking about boxing. <laughs> you, if you didn't know by now that uh, uh, that, that, we're, that we're those type of people to, to go there and bring up the old bring up the old references and also uh, be a little tasteless. Uh, you haven't been listening very carefully because we can do all of that. Uh, yeah, Dewey v. Truman. Look at look that up too. Google it, kids. <laughs> it's not it's not UFC. No. <laughs> <laughs> Little before or your w- time. Or WWE, um, which they had some drama tonight just because they oh. were uh, they were going with they got a pay per view tonight is going uh, uh, well, it was going as we were on the air and oh. they were so desperate they were going back to the Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar as their main event. They were going back oh, to that well. Oh man. Did they just and show then, video did they just like show videotaped performances by that you know, do they even have to wrestle live anymore? Not really. Uh, that you if if you showed the replay of WrestleMania you wouldn't really be missing anything because they I don't I don't think they have any new moves since then. Um but it, that couldn't even come off because Roman Reigns got the goop. Uh, so oh boy. They, yeah, so I don't I don't quite know what they did uh, tonight, but uh, uh, Roman Reigns wasn't involved that much I know. Uh, but anyway, but I will so I will I, uh, go here quickly and I'll give you the our, our NBA minute. Okay. Hey, the the Bulls don't stink. Yeah, they're not bad. Uh, whatever that last minute uh, win over the Pacers was uh, was that last night? I, yeah, it apparently it's contagious because they did it again. They did it again, um, but the one last night my uncle was actually at that one uh, live. So yeah, I saw uh, that. I saw that 
uh, one footed three <laughs> by DeMar DeRozan. It was like, well, you got to be kidding. Well, he's I mean, he's been a great player back even from uh, Toronto. Yeah. Um, and that, folks, is your NBA minute. And there you have it. <laughs> um, I was actually playing some like uh, you know daily fantasy uh, NBA like last week and the week before because that's I guess how bored I was. I kind of dipped my toe back in the into that water. I didn't do very well, but I was uh, playing a little bit. Um, but yeah, the, the Bulls actually have players. Uh, they've got DeRozan. They have uh, Lonzo Ball. They, they actually got some some people contributing for them. It's it's. It's kind of exciting because they're, you know, one of the better records in the East. So I don't know how far they're going to take it, but yeah, I'm happy to see it. No, I, um, and, and that's what's surprising is I paid so little attention to them, right? You know, oh, you know, but then you look at the roster and it's like, okay, you know, Zach Levine's a player, you know, like you said, yeah. they got DeRozan, they got yeah, so it's like okay, you know, there's there's actual reasons to be excited. Um, if you're a fan of the Bulls, which I, I don't, I don't even know if I can say I'm a fan of the Bulls. I haven't watched them in so long, but I'm glad they're doing well. Yeah, I, I guess I'm in the same boat. I can't say that I can that I keep up with them because they're not, they're not on TV because they've been so bad yeah. for so long. So they've I don't ever right. get to watch them exactly. You know, and you know, and watching. You know, obviously, I don't root. I mean, I was rooting for the Bucks just because it was the local interest team, and I watched a lot of Bucks because of work, and my family was all rooting for them, so I was happy for them to win. But I don't really go and I don't actively go and consider myself a, a Bucks fan. So now my basically my my fandom of basketball is just uh, you know if it's on, I want to see something good. Yeah, certainly. Um, and and the Grizzlies the, down here are actually pretty good too. But the but the Bulls being good is that's good for basketball yeah i would think so you know it's, it's a huge market there's all the history there but man they've been so bad for so long they have so just yeah. seeing them you know you know 24 and 10 um it's good to have them back uh, it's also good to have the warriors back <laughs> <laughs> and that steph curry guy who can kind of shoot he's pretty good yes <laughs> But yeah, they they they've been trashed for the last couple of years and and injured yeah. and yeah and, and uh, they look pretty good again too. Yeah, definitely, I'm actually wearing a Bulls tee uh, doing this uh, show tonight. But that's uh, because my wife uh, actually bought that for me as, as my uh, birthday present. She bought me some Bulls pajamas. So oh well, there you go. <laughs> Should have bought shocked. them a few years ago when they would have been heavily discounted. <laughs> Probably. Well, you know, you can always uh, find them discounted somewhere on the on the web. You can always find some uh, stuff that isn't officially licensed, so you can get it a lot cheaper. It might not say Chicago Bulls. It might say like C H A C I G O or something like that. Oh yeah, <laughs> you can find them. They're all out there. All right, uh, I think we're about done. Yeah, yeah, I'm yawning pretty good here. My eyes are watering. Yeah. It's, uh, I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. I was up early and, uh, I got to get up, uh, I'll be up by six, six thirty again tomorrow morning and off to work. Oof. I mean, I had it so nice though. I mean, being off for six days in a row. So I got a little sure. spoiled being home with the kids and you know, my wife was home for a few of those days and yeah, going back to work has been 
a challenge. And of course, it's at a real, you know, busy stretch in the schedule. So I'm just waiting. I, I'm more excited to just get back onto a regular work schedule here again, you know. So right. I'll be I'll be in much better shape by our next show because we are our next show will be um, next. Well, I would say Saturday night, right? There's no Saturday games next week. We're going into the last week, which means we'll have uh, three guest pickers. That's right. And the the we'll two have, factors uh, one of, uh, with their input. And an inanimate object. <laughs> because the last week of the season, which used to be 17, yes. but is now 18, uh, for you new listeners, there's always such a coin flip. And many years ago, we decided, you know what? Why don't we actually flip a coin and see uh, if it does better than us uh, for these for these games yes. in that last week of the season? So, yeah, we'll be actually flipping a coin live yes. during the show, and then we'll be uh, comparing that to uh, to your to your kids who don't watch yes. any football but still have opinions anyway, right? And and Grant went ten and six last year. He did. <laughs> he beat everybody. Beat the and, uh, beat us. Yeah. Beat the coin. I believe he. I believe he was the uh, the best. The coin, which is go. the uh, the official IMLD, I predict dime. Hey, you gotta say it like you mean it. <laughs> hey, cool breeze. <sighs> well, yeah, that's uh, that's on the uh, agenda for next week when the regular season finally, finally comes to an end. Mercifully ends, but Whoa. at least last year, and I'm noticing it this year. Because of this, uh, one uh, one uh, team only gets the buy, and you have that extra wild card team. Just there's more teams and more games that matter now in that last week. So it wasn't as crazy in that final week last year as it had been, in, like as, as we're accustomed to. And there is more games that that matter. That's true. Yes, um, and. This this trend that they've had over the last several years of everybody plays a divisional game in the final week too uh, makes sense because that's going to lend itself to some to some drama, right? Um, yeah, that's only fair. That the, that yeah, and that's also a divisional you're, matchup. You're you're guaranteed then that somebody is playing for a division or some right somebody's playing for something next week. Yeah, it'd be really hard for everyone to have their division totally clinched if they still have a division game left at the end of the year. So, yeah, it's pretty right. much guaranteed. that, that As long as we some... don't end up with another game like that Philly-Washington game where uh, <laughs> where Doug Peterson pulled Jalen Hurts. Yeah. At the, oh, that was so hard to watch. Yeah, it, it, was, it was awful. So, don't want that again. Definitely. Uh, so we'll so see how everything shakes yeah. down. Happy New Year to you. I'll be a year older next time we talk. That's right. But until then, yeah. respect your elders. My turn. It's my turn. Uh. My turn to be old. Old like you. <laughs> oh, I feel like I should have a cane. Yeah, I'm I'm doing the same as you, looking forward to next week, going back to the normal schedule that I'm on, just because um, I didn't have as many days off as you, but we did have Christmas and New Year's also. I got to actually have a real weekend and have my Saturdays to myself two weeks in a row, and I can definitely get used to that. Uh, but next week we'll be back to uh, to the normal schedule. I'm not looking forward to the friggin' weather down here. It was in the 70s all wow. week long and last week. 
and then tomorrow the high is going to be like 38, just out of nowhere. It was 70 today, and oh. the, the high tomorrow is supposed to be 38. We're going to drop like 40 degrees uh, between now and tomorrow. Because I, I was looking at the weather, and I was looking at how cold it was up there and in, in other parts of the of the country. Uh, they played the, uh, the the hockey classic outdoors in Minnesota this year, and it was like minus 18 degrees or something stupid like that. And it's it's 70 degrees down here. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck? Because I'm yeah. used to us being much warmer than up there, but not that much warmer. I'm not used to 70 and 80 degrees warmer uh, than up there. And it's just because the cold front is on its way. It just hadn't got here yet. But apparently uh, by tomorrow it's going to get here. And then it's going to be uh, in the 30s all week. And then next weekend it's supposed to be like down in, in, uh, for a low of like 14. And around here, as you know, that is like death. Like we're... Uh, I'm not yeah. looking forward to that at all. So. Well, I mean, our high tomorrow is going to be 11. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'm used to. But that's more like it. If our high is 38 and yours is 11, then you know, 20 degrees warmer than you, that's yeah. normal. But yeah. seven today we were probably 70 degrees normal than you guys, and that's that's definitely. Uh, no, yeah, we normal. were in the. We were probably, yeah, mid mid teens today. I would say. Yeah. Yeah, we were still it started 75. out okay. We started out warm. You know, when I left for work this morning, it wasn't too bad. And then when I got, when I left work, it was brutally cold and windy. It was like, oh, winter, winter just got here again. It was <laughs> mm-hmm. bad. So no, that, that's that's what we're expecting tomorrow, apparently. Well, as long as you don't get the snow and the crazy drivers and. Uh, I'm really hoping that. you don't get that. Really hope it's enough. We can only uh, we can only hope, uh, and and snow of course here is different than up there. It doesn't take much here to to ruin everything. <laughs> no, like if we get an inch, it's it's all over. Everything everything shuts down. Yes. All right. Uh, so football tomorrow, week seventeen, fifteen games, and then Monday night the uh, the Big Ben uh, Pittsburgh finale apparently uh, according to him. Um, and then next week, week 18, all 16 games will be on Sunday. So finally the season winding down for us. All right, so like you said, next Saturday night, same time, 9 p.m. Central, 10 p.m. Eastern, for our football party uh, where we make our picks and the coin makes a pick and the cute factories make their picks. And we all get to make some picks for, for week 18. We'll see how that works out. All right. He is Jay. I am Dre. This has been in much less detail the podcast. Thank you for coming to our football party, the first one of 2022. And here's to a much better 2022 than 2020 and 2021, because good God, this decade has sucked so far out of the first two years. Hopefully it'll get much, much better as we go along. Thank you all for listening and come back next week. Same time, same place. In much less detail the podcast. We will talk to you then. Something that's not boring. 
a laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.